this was a sight to see Good turn to bad, bad turn to Well, we're back. It's episode 31, Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. We're here in Oak Hill, Florida on a Saturday evening. We've been grilling, chilling, drinking some beers, enjoying fresh food off the Traeger Grill. And it's been a while since the four of us have been here gathered around the table. Ben, Carl, Mark. Good to see you guys tonight. Absolutely. As well. Band's back together. That's right. (laughs) The band (laughs) is back together. So um, tell me, fellas, what's been going on? Hold on. Before we get started, we just need to make sure and understand and appreciate that we are in the company of an absolute rock star in the fly fishing world. Such a rock star that special rules had to be created to try to hold the man down. Ben, uh, and hold, you fished a tournament today. Mm-hmm. And hold oh, the yeah. man down, those rules did. <laughs> um, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but Hanson Lau, I literally yelled, damn it, Hanson, today. Because someone told me, and you can, if you can defend yourself if this is not correct. Appropriately. Yes. <laughs> not with real violence, just with words. Um, that be careful, man. He and Willie Lee will come get you guys like fucking Bruce Lee style or some shit. They don't know where I live. Um, maybe, hopefully, (laughs) but no, that you came up with a 15 pound class tippet rule on fly only. And then I know you proceeded to throw spinning gear that did not have a tippet class rule. So shame on that. Actually, that's not the, the tragic part. The tragic part was I hooked a bull red, and uh, I lost it because the 15-pound tippet broke. Um, it was big. It was studly. Um, it's going to... I say... It's it going to haunt you. A little bit, but I also, like, <laughs> I had a really good day regardless, and I wasn't, and like... So my, my thoughts on tournament fishing, um, I think tournament fishing kind of sucks because it takes... It reintroduces stress in the rat race and something we do to get away from stress in the rat race. Amen. So, you know what? Cheers to that. Count, Cheers to that. Very, very insightful. Well, so. And, the, and uh, uh, you know, beyond that, but l- let me jump in yeah, here real go quick. Ahead. Beyond that, so I believe we're on record um, as trying to expand and open the door for more participation vis-a-vis the library, getting people yeah, involved absolutely. in the community, build the community. And they're running an invitational tournament, which is like, you know, one of the things that a lot of people will dog on fly anglers is the uppity, snobby, elitist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yet you have companies, and, and you know, it's their prerogative, but it doesn't make me more inclined to dip my toe in their pool to know that it's so exclusive 
to even be able to participate in their reindeer games mm-hmm. that I have to get an invitation well, to do so. And it and this is so backing up a little bit. I'm I wasn't invited to this because I'm huge and probably deserve to be there because I can tell you I don't meet the qualifications to. to uh, there, so you you actually are believing I, yeah, that the there's list? qualifications. Well, yeah. so I think to go I mean, to this shit show. I think it's like. Quiet qualification. It's like uh, we'll we'll quantify it to the military's "don't ask, don't tell" law. Okay. Um, I think based on some asking around I've done, the qualification is hey, bro, need, hey, you need to make mm-hmm. enough noise on the gram and social media to let people know what your what's on your face, what's on your face, what's helping you find fish, what's you know. So, how many people would you say? Guesstimate, or if you actually know the 102 number, one hundred and two boats. So there are one hundred and two boats in the invitational tournament. Correct. So, which everyone I saw, hundred and four. It's a huge tournament. Well, maybe I'm not so following. Maybe I'm not things. following the right people because I mean I'm aware of who RCI mm-hmm. is, but I don't see it routinely enough on the gram that I'm like. I don't feel it's omnipresent. You, you typically see like what it what you'll see is like if you click like their tag button, you'll see RCI as one of the little tags that like pops up, and then usually like hashtag the advantage is clear is like their thing. And and I will say like, and there's a little bit of a we'll give it a caveat to it. I do see way more fish with my RCIs than any pair of glasses I've ever owned. You're invited. Hands. You're invited. Well, no, I'm not because I don't. <laughs> You're working on 2020. You're, yeah, yeah. You're doing well, good. Right. Keep it up. So, and here's the weird thing. So, they didn't. Let's back up. I went as the plus one. <laughs> okay. So, I went as the plus one to Captain Alan Ryland. He's been going to him since before he got his captain's license. But he, uh, I went as his plus one. They did not add me to the invitational facebook group from what i've been told was it, was it a wow. private facebook group it is alan tried to add me to it so i could get information like where's the captain's meeting where do i need to be when um apparently once you're added to that group you're now considered invited and you can now fish and bring a plus one so their way of keeping oh. it from getting too big is just kind of scaling it down a little so bit. so i guess similarly um, I hit attending on a on a social function mm-hmm. that's available publicly yes. on Facebook. Um, still planning on going, heading up to Charleston this weekend. Um, love the boys up at Flood Tide. Yep. So I want to go up there and support them for sure. And, I'll be there. And I got a I got an email updating. Um, hey. Looking forward to this weekend. Come on up on Friday. We're having this like happy hour social event. Click on this to get latest details. I click on it. Lo and behold, it says this information is no longer available. You may not have the correct permissions to view it. And then I was like, wait a second. What's going on here? And then I realized... Just like on Instagram, I've been excluded. Mm. Ex- exclusion sucks. And and uh-huh. you know the the funny thing is, I'm still going. I'm gonna still going to have the a good fun time. Thing about exclusion is that it's a public event. It's open, and 
it makes me wonder truly if the owners of whether it's RCI or the world's finest skiff company really world's finish finish (laughs) do the owners do the the top tier executives at those companies Mm -hmm. realize how chintzy and petty they look on social media is that when when they when they're doing stuff like this it might be like a misinterpreted you know the exclusivity of a i don't know some kind of rare car well, you know some kind of it, rare club or car or achievement or something to, maybe it's a driving factor for some people that they want oh it's exclusive i want that well, i want a rolls royce or some shit right. right but i think it's miss it doesn't really come across it doesn't like that well because it doesn't translate because yeah. no one's allowed to know like not allowed to but like in on why it's the way it is. So in like NRCI's case, they went over that yesterday. They said, you know, this is an invitational tournament. We want to thank, you know, you guys. Have, most of you have been with us since the beginning. Some of you have been like, you've worn our glasses. You've shared them with your friends. You've told people about us. You've helped grow our company. We just want to say thank you for that kind of a thing. Okay, fair so enough. Hmm. went over at the tournament. I don't know how that, like, when someone sees... So, like... And I thought it was a little bit, but it, but okay. So you're the plus one, Correct. and the guy that's been there since the beginning yeah. adds you to that group. But obviously, whoever's the approval process right. breaks down. It's like no fuck Ben. Ben doesn't deserve to get to see behind the curtain, and and it's and that, that, that's that kind of see the, the difference is clear. Well, yeah. Well, do you di- see the, the difference, difference is clear, clear, Ben? The difference you're is, not you're not the a difference ins- is you, and I. And I, I said this to a buddy at the tournament. We were, we were talking about kind of ambassadorship and what it, you know, all that stuff. And I said, I said, I'll be honest. I think there's a good bit of that. That's I said, I'm, I'm kind of over it. It's kind of BS. Dude, I brand the, ambassadors are so 2015. So mm-hmm. 2015. And I, I told him, I was like, I said, I said, like, I said, I don't even tag, like I do sometimes, but I don't even tag my own company. When I catch fish in pictures, mm-hmm. I just post the photo, and and I just post it without hashtags, tagging companies, um, and just post a photo of a fish. And I don't even post so much fish. And I try to do, you know, that it's it's funny when you're fishing with people. They, I like to kind of just, if it were my preference, kind of like hang the fish out, and the fish kind of be the star you wind up getting a lot of grip and grins. So there's some of those, but I, I think the coolest photos are the ones of like, well, grip and grins aren't bad, like, especially like you can tell people are having a good time and enjoying themselves, but like seeing a fish like push off and almost no human interaction kind of. Um, yeah. So I don't, that being said, if I don't tag my own company, I'm not real good. It doesn't about, really make you the kind of person that would be at, or invited well, to. Well, and, and here's... Exactly. Right. The exclusivity's there, but here's the thing. What... And maybe I've got it just all backwards, and I'm willing to admit that, um, but not admit it readily. Um, I've talked to people about RCIs. I've told them 100%, I feel like I see more fish with these glasses than I ever do with my Costas and than I ever do with my Smiths. Now, I'll caveat it with two things most of the time. A, 
a lot of times, you know, once those prescriptions wear out, I, you know, things start getting blurry, fuzzy, hazy. Mm-hmm. So I've had one RCI since January. So prescriptions fresh. A, I've spent a lot more time on the water. And I've learned what pushes to look for. What does a red look for? What does a snook like a trout? Yeah. I know what I'm looking for now. I know what a fish is. And mm-hmm. like, so I if see you were to movement. revisit, it might be a different so story. So if I had a fresh prescription in all these different brand right. things, how does that work? What I like about my RCIs is that every time I, like when I was, I tried to get some Smiths repaired. I sent. I could never get them on the phone. Sent an email. Got a reply back six weeks later. Costa was a huge long wait to get answered by cranky people at the sunglasses hut, basically. Right. And then. And that's my that's my kind of cons- overall concern. Yeah. Both times I tried it. You know, a couple weeks apart. I called RCI, and by the second ring, the owner himself had picked up the phone and answered any questions I had. Mm-hmm. So I said, I think I'm going to be able to get to a human being. Now, they're a local company out of, well, fairly local out of Coco. Um, but they also have a scratch warranty on their lenses. So with prescription lenses, within a year, I can send them in and they'll just put new lenses in my glasses. So, like, I've got two nice scratches that one just above where my eye sees and one <laughs> just below. It drives me nuts, but I'm trying to hold out till September. And then I'm just going to send them in and go get new ones mm. um, and get a, you know, a fresh pair that aren't scratched. I have no idea how to scratch them. I've been super careful with them lately because I pay out of pocket for them. Um, another thing, ironically, kind of cheaper than a lot of sunglasses by the time I paid out of pocket for them. Prescription. Yeah. Prescription. Yeah. Let's caveat yeah. that. Uh, for prescription, better. My only dislike with it is they don't have a way to just buy the frames. You can't like call them and say, "Hey, can I just get a pair of frames for 170 bucks?" I've seen eyeglass places that are hooked up with like st- stuff you wouldn't expect, like Ray Ban or Oakley or something like that, where you can get regular clear yeah. eyeglasses, yep. but in cool sunglass frames. You know what I mean? Like yep. whatever. So that would be helpful. The and so that's my beef. So like, the only thing I dislike is I have to get, I have to pay two hundred and sixty dollars to get a pair of RCIs with the super nice high end lenses, and then I then have to go, like I basically I have to buy the lens even though I can't use them, and then mail them out. So oh, then pull the good lenses out. Yeah, now get I get them. Back. The lenses that do nothing for you. Yeah, they yeah. do nothing for me. So I really wish if anyone from RCI hears this podcast or someone close to him wants to mention it. Come up with a way for your prescription guys to just be able to buy a pair of frames, even if it's 50, 60 bucks off. Anything just, helps. Anything helps. Because what I want to do in prescription is hashtag craft your glasses experience. I, more I like that. <laughs> more clearly. You should, you should check with your employer, see if they have a vision plan right. on the insurance. Um, I'll get, get on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so. But the tournament was fun. I thought they did a really good job. They had a couple weird, like, fly-only rules. Yeah, that, you were telling me about that a little bit. Yeah, like, I, can, I can. There's, like, last time I checked, fly guys, myself included, are fucking idiots. It's, mm-hmm. it's you're heaping a lot more problematic situations on yourself. Typically, everybody knows that 
if you suck as a fisherman, you pick up a fly rod, that way you have 10,000 excuses why you didn't catch any fish. Mm -hmm. But in the case of your tournament that you were in, it was as if it was like a magic wand and you were going to somehow like school the field. So they they heaped on all these extra weird... They did, and it was really funny because at the captain's meeting, I guess it was last night, they said, the fly guys have it easier because... What? And they well, yeah. and they didn't they didn't think it out very well. But we didn't have it easier. What we could do, they had two separate categories. They had the first, second, and third in the general tournament, uh-huh. and then they had the fly only winner take all. So five hundred bucks to whoever got the longest, like See, combination and, of fish. And, but you know what? Hold on. Go ahead. Could you still win? Therein lies the problem. Okay, right. it was a cash winnings tournament. So, of course, all the fucking resting bitch faces are going to come out. Oh, absolutely. And there's going to be everybody, well, I'm not so sure. Well, and because you have. Money in tournaments turns people into and because absolute you have fucking that, retards. We had some very weird rules for fly. Now, here's the thing. You okay, can, so it was a catch photo catch and release. Catch photo release. Unless fly, it was catch video They wanted, and release. it says, if at all possible... But basically, do it. They went over this. They emphasized at the captain's meeting. Make sure you get a photo of you fighting the fish or a video, preferably video. So there can be no contention that you caught that on fly. So don't care about spinning rod people. So as long as I was out of the frame holding the line and and bending the rod for you, Mm -hmm. good video. Mm, I think they wanted the fish coming out of the water. Okay. Okay. with a fly in its mouth, so that's kind of difficult. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so, that's prime, so really let's, let's, let's hamstring you. Right. Somebody, whoever's on the, you know, pointing into the boats, hooked up to a fish. The guy on the back with the push poles, like, stand by, stand by. Let me mm-hmm. get my, you know, like. I think you have to have a crew boat. But you here's, have like a here's the thing. Well, here's, here's the thing the too. Thing. The guy on the back of the boat's supposed to have a job. And his job is to either, A, keep you out of the mess you're getting pulled into, you're already next to because you were taking a risky shot. The first snook I took this morning was in a creek that was about eight feet wide. He hit, ran, and wrapped around a tree. I'll be honest with you. The problem, and and this is completely different topic, but it, it dovetails into what we're talking about now. In the last 30 to 45 days... Um, I have come to the very real conclusion that as an angler, I have for years been very wrong about my level of capability and skill. Um, I am routinely facing on the gram reports, albeit with one or two photos, but the the report below the one or two photos is absolutely killed it today. 20 redfish, five black drum, right. three tarpon, and a thumb is. in my ass. Yeah. And it's like, wow, unbelievable. So well, if, if reality has changed to that point here in this little mud pit that we call Mosquito Lagoon lately, that then, then, I've always thought I did okay if I went out and caught mm-hmm. one or two, mm-hmm. three fish, mm-hmm. but like the double digit, like twenty five fish. So okay, so so literally thirteen, fourteen years ago, 
there were a few people that would be like, I caught 11, 13, 12. Like, and, and we would all, we, we would laugh. Oh, the double digit guys. Fast forward at 10, 15 years later, it's not just double digits. Mm-hmm. It's, it's significant yeah. digit and double it, digits. It's, it's like 20 plus, plus, plus. Right. And I'm like, Lord have mercy. So it, maybe the maybe the guys running the tournament were like, "Holy shit, these fly guys have fucking figured something out." So we got to whoa uh, well, them and up. So mm-hmm. we had we had the video, which is, I mean, it was a pain. It's um, the Vanosky um, principle. It's like where water passes through or air passes through, and you restrict it, and then it opens back up. It speeds up the molecules and gotcha, lowers gotcha, the gotcha. pressures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Vernuli principle. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever principle we're going to follow. Um, very it's difficult. just science. We had it's just science. The fifteen pound tip it <laughs> rule. Um, which so what? What were the different tippet classes for the spinning plug? No, no tippet class restrictions. You could throw a hundred pound if you wanted. It, it didn't matter. Eighty pound braid. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. could you could rig it however you wanted. Mm. So, yes. So, now from what I understand, you could start fly rod fishing, but if you switch to spin, you couldn't enter into the fly only. So, we never, like, we didn't have spin rods on the boats because we're, we know how to fish, like, with some skill. Um, well, just in case. What if you had one just hanging around in there? They'd be like, oh, sorry. No, you're out. I think as long as you, you know. prove you caught it. Maybe. No, no, yeah. I, I, I would. would I wouldn't even have protest. one. Yeah. Well, I'd be like, yeah. "That motherfucker's dirty. Look, Which look under the gun." Exactly right why we threw the gulp DOA out. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so we 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 dumped that gulp, back off and tied us little. No, so yeah, gulp fly. Yeah. Don't bother me. Um, so I lost my train of thought where I was well, going did, with this. Did they inspect? Your leader and so tip it. Like. I don't know. I doubt it. I do know a couple people who said, "Screw that! I'm already rigged with twenty pound. They can kiss my butt." Right. Um, oh, oh, protest, protest. Well, <laughs> and I think that's the only like catch. There's not a tech inspection, right? Right. Who's, right. who's no. going to yeah. a micrometer? Yeah, exactly. So if they if they're well. like, "Yo, you know, this is." For first place, or this is for now, the big purse. So Flounder Creek, Flounder Creek is doing their tournament coming up. Yeah, it's yep. not invitational. It's like, hey, come hang out, come yeah. hang out, come support fish. the shop. You know, all comers. But I was talking to Nick, and it may have been last year, potentially the year before. I didn't get into the fucking details of the date, but apparently there was a guy that was fairly new to fly fishing that won it last year. Because theirs was like maybe total inches or something. Yeah. And he caught like some fucking monster redfish. And the crazy thing is there's two or three people that got mad, probably threw their five weights down. Mm-hmm. And and were like, there's no way. There's no way that fucking guy caught that fucking fish. That bullshit. I mean, like, lost their fucking minds. Yeah. And there's video of the fucking guy catching the fish. And it's not just video of the guy catching the fish. There's video of the guy, like, freaking the fuck out Mm -hmm. that he hooked the fish. 
having a fucking quasi domestic situation, telling his wife to fucking fire up the boat and like, you know, like, Oh my God, how am I going to land? And like, she's like, I don't know how to drive the boat. Fucking start the boat. Like (laughs) this whole, like this whole video, this like fucking epic scene. And Nick was saying how, as the guy that hosts the tournament, how awful it is that the five weight crew gets fucking bent out of shape because somebody, guess what? Fishing sometimes is all about luck. And they got mad about it. Yeah. So like he's like, God, it's kind of a pain in the ass. So to hear that there's like extra stringent regulations and this, that, and the other, at the end of the day, that's exactly 100% RCI or Flounder Creek or name it. That's why we didn't do a tournament. We did a mm-hmm. fucking dingy derby, mm-hmm. right. poker run, yeah. mm-hmm. fucking have fun. Everybody's like fucking people equal. People still no, fished and people caught fish. Yeah. They had fun. There and had no, a blast. No so to it. So like and, 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 I had fun today. I, to be fair, like I had a completely banner day. It the, sounds uh, like, you know, and you and I talked throughout the day and I know you had a good time. And you know what? Hey, to the guys that, that run RCI, tip of the cap to you. You guys are doing great. I've never worn your glasses. I'd certainly give them a try. I'm not going to shell out 300 bucks to try your stuff, <laughs> but I would give them a try. And I will tell you, I've been impressed one time. One time. Not impressed, but like, holy wow. Oh, man. Shit. That's pretty cool. Watching a baseball game and at Fenway, and I wish... I remember which pitcher it was. It wasn't one of their starters. One of the freaking guys out of the bullpen was wearing RCI fucking sunglasses. And I was like, like, holy shit. That's pretty cool. Cocoa Beach, what up? Yeah, well. I remember a billion years ago, there was like a guy. Yeah, an outfielder that had Costa del Mars. Oh wow! Yeah, well, and the, was like, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah. big Oakleys and uh-huh. stuff back then. It was like one dude that I'm like, that's the guy. That's there. the guy yeah. right yeah. there. The other kind of cool thing about the arts, there's a lot of construction guys like who work outside where them because they're all safety rated. Okay, so there's like, you know, there's like pros to them, and I, like I said, I enjoy mine. I don't know if the reason I see more fish is because. The advantage is clear off because I, I know what I'm looking for now. I've got three years experience fly mm-hmm. fishing, so I know what this little movement that catches my eye is right. something. You know? I Well, I think I think it gets down to what do you prefer look wise? Yeah. And then beyond that, what contrast do you like? Right. What exactly. price point are you comfortable with? And then it goes from there. Um, I've got a weird. I've been theory. a big fan of Canaan's. Yeah. I've been wearing Canaan's since 06. So 13 yeah. years I've worn Canaan's religiously. I've caught a lot of redfish. I've caught a and lot of redfish fish and bonefish mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. I've worn them all over the fucking place. And I'm a kind of guy, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. And I don't think I've ever seen any RCIs that aren't like gray tint. I've never seen any like minor, more of an amber tint. Mine are amber. Are they amber? Yeah, they're amber with so, a, like copper mirror on them. So there you go. Well, I don't mm. like mirror, but I, anyway, I, I would know. I would look at them. I would try yeah. them. I would give an honest assessment of whether they work good for me or if they don't. But at the uh, do they have anything other than black frames? 
Because they well, maybe. they've got a couple new. like tortoise or something like. Yeah, see, yeah. I'm more of yeah. like, like a, I'm more of a tortoise mm-hmm. guy. They've they've got a couple little things, but M- most yeah men's. I think the black. men's are black. Oh, I think. Uh, what are I you trying to? Wrong. What are you trying to say, Mark? I'm a little fem- effeminate. Well, mm-hmm. you you might need to tap into your feminine side. <laughs> to right. get comfortable, shell. comfortable. Right. That's it. Just be comfortable with yourself. Wear nail polish. I'm comfortable with myself. I touch myself all the time. (laughs) I mean, Jesus. No, but I think like with anything, like a lot of different gear or skateboards or whatever it might be. I've heard even bicycle people. Yeah, all like all all of it. It's it's not only preference. You learn. You'll adapt to it. Yeah, 100%. oh, for sure. People say you know the sizing on bicycles and whatever. Some taller riders will ride a. bike for a little bit shorter frame guy or vice versa but their body learned on that so that's the way they do now so i was up in dc mm-hmm. last week week before whatever it is time flies right and i i got the opportunity uh to hang out at district angling have i already talked about this i feel no. like we've talked no. about this we okay. no. so i i had some third-party Field quality control testing, that's what I do for a living uh, in the district. So I was fortunate enough, my schedule allowed me to get up there a day early, and I literally hung out from like 10 in the morning till close at District Angling. And talking about just what you were speaking to, Carl, there was a gentleman that came in, and he was like, hey... I need a new eight weight and rich to see rich doing what he does so well, which was to, um, take every eight weight off the shelf and say, Mm -hmm. and he lays them out and he says, this is brand a, this is the cost. This is what, how the Mm -hmm. rod is built to perform. It's this type of action. Here's rod B rod C. And, Mm -hmm. and then, and the guy had like seven choices, right? And then he says, which of these would you like to um, take a look at? Let's pick three and go um, take and see what we can do as far as casting. So literally you walk out up this little hill. There's this nice little park. And this gentleman, Jim, cast three rods. There are three different rods that he wanted to take a look at. And Rich put it in his hand, and, and the guy actually had his own reel with his line that he used. Okay. So okay. it was like That's what he's idea. used yeah. to, right? Yeah. yeah. And then Rich also had the shop demo reel with a different line on mm-hmm. it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the guy cast Rod A, and Rich cast it a couple times rich was like hey have you casted this before and i was like no let me check it out so i like cast it a little bit while i'm casting it rich gets the next rod set up guy casts it rich hands it to me i cast it third rod the guy casts it guy wants to hand it to me i'm like i'm good and rich is having a conversation with the guy about which of the three did he like and I said, Jim, hold on a second. I said, I may be st- stepping out here beyond my purview. My, my pay rate. My pay rate. <laughs> yeah. 
But I'm going to tell you, from watching you cast, just casual observer, you were fucking happy. You liked the way the first rod that you picked up, that's the one. Like, just watching Mm -hmm. you, it was like part of you. The others, you were like working on it. Yeah. And this fucking smile came over his face, and he goes, I felt the, uh, yeah, exactly. To your point, Carl, yeah. it's like what works for you, right. what what you like. Right. And we walked back down to the shop, and literally the guy's like, yeah, I'm taking it. I mean, but it was that fucking apparent. Like, there was no need for sales. Right. It was just like, I fucking saw you, dude. Yeah. Like, the, the there was happiness. Your soul was glowing yeah. when you were casting that rod, yeah. and that was cool to see. Absolutely, because so. that because his that would be like a natural inclination to where he's got other eight weights or other rods that well, have he, he already similar. had one. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he just for whatever yeah. reason it was time to get a new one. Yeah, yeah, and he, that one acted like the that, one he had. That one felt, you know, yeah, feel, felt right, mm-hmm. like so, good old pair of jeans. Mm-hmm. Wearing some right now. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> wearing shorts. There you go. Um, speaking of new rods, uh, dusty to crusty. Oh yeah. Um. So explain that, Ben. Dusty to crusty. So <laughs> we tend to get caught up in the. Oh my goodness! Company A has got this new rod that's bigger, better, badder, and it's only. Eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. Try eleven, twelve hundred dollars well, these days. Exactly <laughs> for the for the best of the best. For the, the best of the best. The triple conic technology. Yes, and you know, every I hear it all the time in the fly shop. Well, I should get this one because it's the most expensive. It's clearly the best. So, one of my favorite fly rods I own is a five weight sage xi3 it doesn't get used a whole lot and it'll get used on like trout trips and then in the winter or if i'm throwing dock lights because it's like real small trout and i always told myself you know if i can find one of these in a larger weight i'd like to pick it up and have that because i like the feel of it the action so fast forward eight months of kind of religiously checking ebay uh xi3 pops up uh, seven weight like I wanted because I had a seven weight and it, it it broke. I got it warranted. I could tell the company was not probably going to make it anymore. So I sold it while I could still get some money for it. Told the guy, I don't know how the warranty process is going to go, but it's a brand new rod. I haven't thrown it. And then I waited till I could buy whatever I wanted next. Sure. So I spent some time in the fly shops and... Spent some time in the fly shops, and it was like, if you don't have the H3, like, this is the biggest, baddest, or you should get a Sage Salt. And I'm looking at the price tags. I'm like, dude. And the grand scheme of my world, like, I don't want to spend 900 to $1,200 on a fly rod just because it's the best. I said, you know, my thought process is if you have a rod that was the biggest, baddest, best three or four iterations of that rod ago, that thing's still good. It's still still great, bro. Still yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Throws just. I'll like even go it did. one further. Yeah. So, when the newest 
most badass rod comes out. The Asquith or the whatever the newest, hottest, like fucking you want to like reach in your fucking pants and like tug on it. Like that kind of really good fucking new technology comes out. Yeah. How many fish have been caught on that? Oh, yeah. Very few. Yeah. Yeah. The XI3? Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of fish. Right. Proven technology. Exactly. Like Um, fucking lefty and flip caught fish on fucking broomsticks. Yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah. So what you got to get at is what feels good to you. Exactly. More importantly, and I think the, the, the point that I want people that are listening to to hear, especially if you're under 30 and you're just getting started in life, don't give a fuck. Zero fucks given. (laughs) Zero fucks given as to what Ben, Larry, Mark, or Carl think about you based on what rod you have in your hand. 100%. Uh, and, and, and really, I think more of you, if I see that you're a thinking man or a thinking woman, that says, instead of keeping up with the Joneses and buying the kinetic, kinetic, whatever the yeah. fuck new technology, zero fucks given. I'm going to save money. I'm going to live within my means, still get out and have fun, still fish motherfucking circles Mm -hmm. around three quarters of the people in this world. And you know what the benefit of limiting yourself and making sure that you're only spending what you need to get in the game, not like to take it over. Yeah. Once once you lose that whole desire to impress the fuck out of your Mm -hmm. friends, because you pull out the brand new sage, whatever. You actually have money left mm-hmm. to go, to go, to yeah. go, well, and, to go. and it's like pay for the experience. Well, pay for the experience, not the the equipment. Now, you know, there's certain things in life that you know you'll learn over time that there's there's certain things of value that. There's just no way around it. You got to pay to get what you get. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But when it comes to fly rods, man, Jesus Christ! And and most there's got to be a there's 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 tens of thousands of opportunities to find a dusty old XI two or an XI three yep. or a GLX Loomis or yeah. like there's mm-hmm. a million different older fucking style rods that one hundred percent work. Yeah. Get out there, mm-hmm. get your experience, get your fucking fish under your belt, have a good time, travel. Zero fucks mm-hmm. given the, what yeah. anybody on the grand thinks about your equipment. Cause let me ask, when's the last time any of you guys have like looked like, oh, let me see if I can expand this picture on the grand to see what kind of oh fuck once. that guy. Fuck no, that guy. Never. He didn't catch up with a good rod. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and nobody cares. And I think the now, guys who the marketers the marketers want you to absolutely 100% believe that if you don't have the newest, best technology, 
It's not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah. And, and worse than that, here's the secret. You want to be good? At doing it. At doing it? Mm-hmm. Do it every fucking day. Mm-hmm. It, it's time. Period. The it's end. Time. It's time. It's repet- you know, repetitive Which, motion. Moreover to the... Going and buying the newest, hottest rod ain't going to make you cast any further. No. It's not going to make you cast any more accurately. Like when I go to a show and God forbid, <laughs> okay, in Denver, look me up, make a fucking liar out of me. I'll be at IFTD. But the rod has nothing to do with whether I'm accurate or not. It has to do with me. It's the mm-hmm. fucking Indian, yeah. not the arrow. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a little bit to the game, the mental side of it too, where... What gives you confidence? Um, I would say, to, if you're well, gonna... no, to an extent, like if you don't know that new twelve hundred dollar rod, and you're like, if it's too fast, and like, like so, a lot of the, in my personal opinion, most my of experience, yeah. most of the new like super quick, super fast rods, that's really cool if you're throwing for bonefish or it's something really far out. It's too hard. Most of my shots today were within in twenty five feet. I can't get a Sage Igniter to go exactly where I want at 25 feet. I can't get a Hardy Wraith to do that in 25 feet. That rod is... Kudos to you. Like Those are two like lines of rods that I didn't even know existed. They sound that, the igniter. The igniter. Yeah. Like, don't look over here because, like, there's a, yeah. there's, yeah, I'm not talking a fucking big fly either. There's Wraith. some chubby going on. I'm like, the igniter. Well, and it's, it's supposed yeah. to be the, like, new, what was the, the other one? Newest. The Hardy Wraith. Yeah. Wraith. <laughs> Thrown both like of a Rolls them. Rolls Royce Like oh, both is, of them. Yeah. For me to get the igniter to. If you have the Hardy Wraith, you better know. I want to get the Hardy Silver. Hashtag burn. me too. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag me too. Wraith <laughs> from Hardy. <laughs> But the uh, both those rods to get them to dude, I raced that pool, <laughs> <laughs> fucking fish in the boat, baby, boom. <laughs> but only fish if they're like fifty feet and out. Once you start creeping in, that fly is like squirrely. It doesn't. It doesn't. That line doesn't want to drop. So, it wants to scoot out. So, and and we'll get to um, time that I spent in the Low Country last week. But like you're talking about, you know, 25, 30 feet. Yeah. Versus like being on a bonefish flat and needing yeah. that, you know, long cast, which dee, 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 dee. most of my bonefish are at 40 feet. Well, exactly. But, but so, <laughs> newsflash. So when I, when I was fishing in the low country with wilds this past weekend, um, we were fishing some low tide stuff. And I'm literally, you know, like at the ready position, you know, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. I'm I'm there. I'm ready to fucking pounce. And damn it, there was a fucking redfish right beside the fucking boat. Yeah. <laughs> we had it today. Like, how the fuck do you make that cast? You can't. There's no mm-hmm. cast. So can't, I can't literally, pull. I literally took the fly and fucking threw it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the son of a bitch landed right by the redfish. The redfish did not spook. I'm going to say the redfish gave it the one eye, the whoop, <laughs> but they didn't eat it. But it, like, it was the perfect fucking, and I, it was, it was a backhanded, like fucking just whoop. Yeah, because sometimes that's all you got. And if that fish had eaten that fly, because it, it gave it the fucking once over. <laughs> We both just started laughing. Like, what the, f- like, mm-hmm. holy shit. If, yeah. and, and that was a conversation for like five minutes. Like, 
if it had eaten that fucking fly, that would have been just insanity. Yeah. And there was no fly casting happening there. It was just like a reaction. I was like, fuck. Boop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just yeah. Threw and it. I've, I've thrown flies at fish before. You know, when they're cruising by the boat and they don't see it, you're like, I got to. <laughs> got to do something. Got to get it in you the know, game, right? There's, there's probably a 98% when in doubt, whip chance it out. this mm-hmm. isn't going to work. But what if that 2% but comes that's through? Right. Like, you're going to have a fun memory for a really long time. Long time. And like back to the whole rod thing. If you can buy, you know, that, that rod that's, you know, I, so I've won that rod on eBay. It was $380 instead of buying the new Sage for 900 That's So that's, today was a good day. Today yes. was a great day. So how many fish did you catch today? Three snook, a trout, and a tarpon. And then I somehow hooked a stingray in the eyeball. That was like rude. It, rude. Was, it was rude, <laughs> and it was weird. All I did was like, again, we were in this little creek, and I threw. It was almost like a roll cast where there was no like fly line out of the tip of the rod, like just to go throw it. This snook, and it instantly came tight. And this little stingray, the size of a donut. So it's a lollipop. I call those lollipops because yeah. it's like. The little fucker and the, like the tail's like yeah. four times as long, so it's like mm-hmm. little lollipop, <laughs> <laughs> little lollipop that was like chirping and squeaking when I got him out of the water. Well, mm-hmm. If I jammed you in the eye right now with just my finger, <laughs> there'd be yeah. a lot of chirping, chirping. Oh, going be, on. There'd be a lot more than chirping. <laughs> but the you know I got him off, threw it some you know some snook. They but were did you dehook him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got. I, he's, he's just going to be swimming in circles now. I was going to say the left side might not work <laughs> great. A little defective. But. Okay, so so I've actually caught a redfish that had like no eye oh, on one God. side, and that's the that's the fucking side <laughs> that, that he ate, ate on. <laughs> and or, Weird. and I was like, how did you see it? How the <laughs> fuck? You got that guy. He's like they adapt. If I swim with my eye pointed a little, so I six a little for mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and like I mean, you know, co- cover, cover, cover one eye. You know, yeah. depth perception goes away. Oh, yeah, I could so, still yeah. eat though. Oh, yeah. hell yeah! <laughs> but it's gonna be ugly. Yeah. So you know, the favorite food of a one-eyed guy, corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, all getting to you can get nice rods for not a ton of money, and that four or five hundred dollars you save can go into a lot of memory making and a lot of time on the water. So, if you have the opportunity to find something dusty yep. and get it out in the salt and make it crusty, please hashtag crusty, the number two, dusty. dusty. No, dusty to crust. Dusty to crusty. Dusty yeah. to crusty. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because we want to uh, see, see it. We want to hear your stories. Don't, don't send us a freaking paragraph novel of your story, but we want to hear your stories, your successes. Your Only memories. twenty fish per day and up. Yeah. That's right. Well, yeah. Yeah. bullshit. We <laughs> yeah. don't. Yeah. You don't. We. You don't need the the igniter to get twenty fish. Um, you need race, what you hurt. need is a polygraph test. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but that's we have neither the time nor the crayons to mm-hmm. explain this. So if ben, you haven't figured it out, Ben. While you are. Espousing mm-hmm. is that is that a word? Espousing. We'll roll with it. Sure. Mm-hmm. While while you're dispensing mm-hmm. um, knowledge, dropping truth bombs for the youngins. Dropping mm-hmm. truth bombs for the youngins. Um, I must get your take, Ben's hot take. 
little relationship advice oh, here. Uh, here we go. So right into it. Um, sure. yeah. We uh, back on July 18th, um, I received a message that um, someone wanted to hear from Ben, and the question that was posed is, "What do you do if you bring a one-armed girl to the RCI tournament as a date?" And when everyone starts clapping for the winner and she stands there uncomfortably, do you clap or do you stand in solidarity? The moment's not about her. <laughs> um, there, there is a little bit of, uh, we're going to get political. Let's do it. Um, if you have a date, Chivalry, it's not dead. You, you know, you should be chivalrous. But hopefully I would think that the one-armed person had enough personality and class to make up for the lack of an arm that they would realize that they their ability not to leg. clap is... Well, yeah, click your heels. You could be Irish. We've all got a little Irish in us, especially around St. Patrick's Day. Just don't look... Click, click. You look like a darn <laughs> fool. But you... Hopefully they realize it's not about her and my lack of ability, but it's about the this person one they did a good job. So would you be mm-hmm. clapping? Or I would clap s- because I'm not a Kaepernick. I'm not gonna. Or, I'm not gonna turn this about me when it's really about something else. So I would no because I offer about her. You. I was gonna say the opposite hand, right? Yeah, and, you and then you guys clap together. Clap together. <laughs> okay, I'll make it a nice see, date. Now it's that, about but, everybody. Well, fair. Um, it's I didn't about think the teamwork, Ben. They, they didn't want y'all's relationship advice. <laughs> no, um, no, that means that I Ben's don't think about Connor that. Ben's over Kaepernick. Well, she no, no, no. I would be no. I would be the Kaepernick if I'm like, I'm not clapping for these people because it would offend this person. Yeah, you got Nikes on, huh? No, I wear I wear Adidas, which is why I clap. <laughs> I stand for the flag too. <laughs> that's enough politics for the evening. All right. Um, so yeah, that's that's my take on that. Enjoy yourself. Don't overthink <laughs> it. <laughs> but don't be rude. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I think that we're gonna have to after that little bit of uh, relationship advice. Malarkey. There's gonna be uh, a little break here. Get a fresh beer, and uh, we'll be back. Thanks for tuning in to Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. See you in a few. And just like that, we're back. Fresh beer in hand. You know what I forgot to get? I do. You got it? All right, good.
Cool, cool. Just sit her there. Well, uh, Ben, thank you for the uh, relationship advice when you least expect it. I've got a few more questions from yeah. a few other people. Fantastic. So, uh, just uh, stay frosty, stay my friend. Stay frosty, my friends. <laughs> so, uh, spe- speaking of which, um, Andrew, um, we saw that he got out with uh, Joe Flanagan yeah. last weekend. Yep. Um, up in the Smoky Mountain National Park over on the North Carolina side because uh, Joe actually cruised through the Taylor Park today. I got to hang out with Joe a little bit. Very uh, cool. Awesome guy. Yeah. And uh, Andrew, we miss you, buddy. But uh, Andrew's out actually doing big things. Doing big things out in the Mojave Desert. Um, he, he posted he was in Oak Hills, and I said, wrong Oak Hill, brother. Mm-hmm. We miss you. Yeah, I said one letter off. Yep, and a few states away. I've been. I've I been really, to the Mojave Desert. It's it's a deserty place. It's pretty. Sandy. It's pretty. It's, it's kind of cool though. It's not a fun it's place a dr- to train. It's oh, a dry. I can heat. imagine. It's a dry heat. I just really am kind of bummed. You know, we used to get to see Andrew's video skills and photography skills on the regular. And now, and, and now, like all everything he's doing is kind of like hush, hush. <laughs> Though I get like the feeling um, occasionally on his stories, he'll share posts from certain Instagram accounts, and I'm like, that totally has the Andrew feel to it. Like, yes. I don't know how much yeah. he shot the the footage, but that's definitely his editing style and like yeah. the music. Um, so anyway, uh, a lot of really cool stuff that it's he's doing. It's fun to doing. keep up with him. Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. But um, not not quite as shareable. No, <laughs> no, no, not quite as shareable <laughs> for good reason. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, uh, Mark, you uh, you have been uh, kind of doing Mister Mom because. Uh, Susan had an awesome opportunity to go out west. Out west to Montana. Uh, again. Again. Uh, again. A little jealousy there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Looks um, good on you, though. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah, she, she had a, you know, a great time. Lots of fish. She was the leader of this excursion. Okay. Um. And it was for caregivers of wounded service members. Okay. And and who was the organization that was hosting this trip? Warriors in Quiet Waters. And they're strictly out of Montana. Now, the interesting thing and what I find really unique and quite honestly awesome is the fact that the warrior who comes back that is facing challenges with matriculating back into our normal, um, air quotes, uh, civilized society mm-hmm. after, <laughs> after <laughs> serving. Widen up those quotes. Overseas. <laughs> um, you know, it takes a support system. Mm-hmm. And uh, quite often it's the spouse, the significant other, that does a shit ton of heavy lifting mm-hmm. on making sure <laughs> to to help you, you know, get back to where you need to be. Um, so the fact that uh, that organization recognizes that and extends that helping hand and says, "Hey, you got your hands full. 
Um, you know, this is a team effort. So why don't you guys take a break and come out here to Montana and decompress, unwind a little bit. And that's exactly that's pretty it. fucking awesome. You know, whether, you know, I don't know the details, but if it's the same as what they run for the, you know, the Warriors. Uh-huh. If you want to fish, fish. If you want to just hang out as the guide is rowing along and look, do it. Yeah. This is your time to just, Mm -hmm. like you said, decompress. Right. You know, I've talked to so many different people over, over the years, you know, fly fishing, quote unquote. The idea... And the truth behind fly fishing is that most oftentimes it's the escape. It's being able to put yourself in a position where the only thing that really matters is you and the connection to that environment that the fish is in and whether you're able to fool that fish into eating a little thing of fur or feathers or whatever. And, and you leave behind all of the concerns of the quote-unquote real world. And to use that to the benefit of whether it's, you know, somebody that's served or somebody that supports those who have served is a thankless thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see on Facebook, uh, I believe you shared... And then I started paying attention. Some photos of her and her group um, that were out there. Looks like they had a fantastic fucking time. <sighs> to say the least, yeah. I mean, I still speechless every time I look back at the pictures and, you know, think that this type of thing is still happening for as long as it's been going on now. So um, while, while Susan was gone, uh-huh. you... Uh, you were holding down the home front. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, other than uh, getting your toenails painted, anything else going on uh, that was fun while while mom was out of town? No, you know, we took a ride in the skiff a couple times, hung out at a couple of the islands, got her swinging a rod. No fish. Just you know, I, father-daughter I, time. Yeah. That's it. I, I particularly try to... Uh, it's my goal when uh, Shannon goes out of town um, to do something with my son Wyatt yeah. that uh, mom may otherwise frown upon, um, not approve of. We're looking it, at you, Sharko Marco. It's teaching him the value of begging for forgiveness rather than asking permission. Whether that ends up ultimately biting me in the ass or not, who knows? But um, I know you know Ben. You're you're spot on. Last year uh, she was on a <laughs> mom's trip, and I was like, "Yeah, let's throw him in a fucking airplane where he has to put a parachute on and go out and do some aerobatics. Sounds mm-hmm. fucking fun, you right. know." And we posted it on social media, and mom was like, "WTF?" And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, "Hey." We're having a good we're time. We're back. For, for those of you who don't we're know that, stands, wow, that looks like fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she was just up in Cincinnati um, last week, and the dude and I were over here hanging out. Um, 
he was doing his normal gig during the day, doing the uh, skate park scene. And I think I picked him up, and we went to Goodrich for yep. dinner. And when we came back into the neighborhood, um, I pulled over, and I was like, hey, man, hop out and come over here. And he was like, <laughs> what? You know, 13-year-old, what? And I was like, get the fuck out of the truck and come around here. Why? I was like, stop fucking asking questions. Just come over here. So as soon as he bails out, I fucking hop out. And he's like looking at me when he comes around. He's like, what? I was like, get in. He was like, get in. I was like, get in the damn truck. <laughs> so he gets in. I close the door. I go around, hop in the passenger side. And he's like looking at me. He's like, what's going on? I was like, you can drive the truck. He's like, the 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 look and the only way I can describe it is like sheer terror yeah. and excitement <laughs> right. yeah. all yeah. at the same time. <laughs> and and it's funny because things that you've done for so long in your life that you take for granted, you're not prepared or or I mean, yeah, you're not prepared for it, but you you certainly don't even consider it as part of what you have to explain. Just the taking the shifter and pulling it towards you mm-hmm. and yep. then pulling Drop down it. on it to like, it was it's like a it, reflex. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a reflex. Yeah. For, and I actually had to explain that. And I was like, and, and it was like, now I've probably got the fucking sheer panic <laughs> yeah, yeah. and fucking excited yeah. look on my face. So we drove through the neighborhood down to the fucking boat ramp and around. And, and of course, you know, there's like 15 fucking golf carts come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It gets real busy. Yeah, it gets <laughs> yeah. real busy. But, uh, you know, at the, end of, at the end of the little jaunt through the neighborhood, I think he enjoyed it. And and it was, it was cool because when we when we finished up and we switched back to the normal you know positions and I was back in the driver's seat, he was like, I had no idea how like much was going on over there. Yeah, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Like he he actually has like some measure of respect mm-hmm. for it's not just a video game. There's like more, yeah. there's mm-hmm. more, yeah, right, more yeah. to it. And, and of course my truck's bigger than the average truck. Right. And, and I think that might be a little bit heady for him to, to deal with. But my, my thought was if shit gets crazy, what's going to go wrong? We're yeah. going to fucking mow over some fucking mailboxes. <laughs> yeah. mailbox. We're going to be fine. You know, <laughs> But uh, that was that was That's pretty uh, cool. That was fun. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And and on that, I let while well, mom was gone, uh-huh. <laughs> I let the little one do get, the, get the throttle, do a little boat driving. Yeah, That's awesome. I've got pictures from several three or four summers ago. Same thing with Wyatt, like driving the tiller for the first time. Yeah, and I I should have tightened up the throttle just a little bit <laughs> because she went wide open and <laughs> but she got it yeah we were good but yeah i can't wait for school to start 
what, another week, ten days, something like that. Not too yeah, long. Yeah, not yeah. too long. Some 12, of them know 12, I had to start 14. back Monday. Twelfth really? or something. Yeah. That's all right. So, Carl, what what in, what in the heck have you been up to lately? It's been Just, like forever since you've been here with us, and I think being uh, a man about town. You're uh, what, what's your you're the, the I'm a, harbor master. Yeah, I'm a harbor master interim interim wow. interim, interim harbor master mm-hmm. part time part time right. Um, yeah, it's just herd cats and watch. It's like watching a boat ramp up better. Okay. <laughs> because most, of, well, a good percentage of these boats are rentals. They come to the marina for the restaurant and all this kind of stuff. They've never oh, so done they're, any of it. Yeah, yeah. total rookies yeah. coming in. It's by Ponce Inlet. So it's really, like, ferociously just, fast current. It, I mean, crazy. Like, Obviously, really experienced and talented people behind the. Oh controls. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and completely full of boats everywhere, and they won't listen to you. <laughs> like they're like, so, I got this, man. You so know what I mean? your role is kind of like almost like air traffic controller. Only you're yeah. trying to control the the, the, the uncontrollable. The when someone hits a dock, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And um, most boat renters also think it's completely fine. To get hammered, and but not know how to use the boat in the first place. It's not. I mean, maybe not your first time. <laughs> first, I mean, to each their own. Yeah, it's the learning curve. So, would you say that a majority of the first-time renters are are there really to do like disappearing island? It's like, yeah. oh my god, we got to go do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and then, the draw. and then when the when the chickadees that are on the fucking pontoon boat with them realize that there's you know mm-hmm. nowhere to pee on the island unless right. they go in the water and you know, oh, okay, so we're NSB ta- uh-huh. another shark bite. Yeah. They're not going to go dangle the the goods in the water. To, right, th- they're like. In search of the restroom, mm-hmm. so they come across, and then, then and they see there's a there's a bar. Yeah, and they always like, have like live music in the restaurant part. Okay, so it just really calls them in. <laughs> it, it's like yeah, it's like the it's uh, like dinner the bill. light on the <laughs> on oh, the yeah. front porch. Yeah, a beacon mm-hmm. brings the moths over. Yeah, but it's like a bug light. So once they get there, then they have to dock a boat and current. And that's where bzz, they, you know, done. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, have so you, it's, it's have bay you liners been, uh, and pontoons. Yeah. Okay. For the most part. Have you borne witness to any really good um, calamities? Yeah, mostly it's just like <laughs> terror. Just witnessing. It's not really like any heavy damage, but it's just like terror, fear, and like. Everybody knows. This is a weird thing. I've never noticed this. Everybody knows to put fenders out. Really? Everybody makes sure fenders are out, but they don't make sure they have any dock lines or anything. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they have, like, no idea what they're doing, but they're like, we, I we think they, the they probably tell you, if you go anywhere, like, with a dock, put, make sure to put the fenders you out. Need so more, say, Ooh, fenders. More cushion for the pushing. Yeah, Get yeah. Out there. Get the fenders out there and, uh, and just wing it. Wing it from there. So they'll... <laughs> So Once the boat starts moving towards other boats, and you just see them like, "Oh shit, I don't know what I'm doing." 
don't know how to like help myself. Well, you know, like okay, so at JB's, mild, mild, yeah, current, yeah, yeah, mild current still gets pretty good, but it still gets pretty yeah. good, and and it's typically going to be the deck boat, pontoon boat yeah. type situation, and with the skiff, you're pulled up there, you're tied off, you know the way it should be, but you've got this thousand dollar piece of graphite hanging out the fucking ass end of the fucking <laughs> yeah. boat. And I can't tell you how many times over the years I've had that moment of fucking panic where I'm like, oh my fucking push pole. You know, yeah. I, they're they're heading yeah. right for it. Um so I can't even imagine what a shit show I would have to worry about with being I would there. take yeah. The, I would take take it off there. That's how I mean it gets it, and it's just busy too. So even if you're reasonable at it, it's still pretty Right. Like Harry, you know. So I'm receiving instructions from the tower, mm-hmm. Carl. Mm-hmm. It's I'm me not yelling. paying any attention. No, to you. you know what you're doing. So you don't, you know what I mean? So, Who's this guy? Right. And then. Who's this guy? So, he is oh, shit. Tell me where to park. Right. So then what? I don't listen to Carl. Fuck you. I'll park my boat. Smash into the dock. Crash right. and burn, baby. Look like an idiot. Then usually. I just like get one of their lines, like snatch it off there, tie them up, and be like, "You're good, you're good, oh, okay. you're good there." You stop, <laughs> just stop what you're doing. You've done enough. Enjoy yourself. You've earned that beer. So, <laughs> another, you've earned another beer. <laughs> so there's a lot the of three you qualified had captain it is, material there. I heard somebody came like the first weekend I was there, and. He was like, did you see that? This place made it on Qualified Captain. And I went and looked for it. I couldn't find it. Really? But he said, yeah, I, there was somebody in there like whipping around just going to Zerko. Um, they'll also fight, apparently. I haven't, I haven't got that yet. There was actually a tournament yesterday, a smaller tournament. Uh, it's a trash fish tournament. So it's a kingfish, a barracuda. And uh, I don't know, Bonita or something offshore. And last year, they were just fighting all over the place. It's small. <laughs> it's like, like 15, 20 boats, something like that. It just <laughs> went completely haywire. So today was like high alert. It's going to go. To, but they canceled it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just canceled it all. Tournaments bring out the best in people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whether it's like, I don't know what it is. It's not even by the restaurants, like by a, some sport fishing club or whatever. But I'm sure it's not a big payer. No. It's just like... It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And it's dumbed down to where it just has to be. It's a trash fish tournament. It's got to be, you know, just, let's just go have fun. And people still, like, get ahead of themselves. I think it's a bad recipe. <laughs> so, boats. Somebody tagged me in a qualified captain post um, just in the last... 48 hours and it was a center console that probably like the standard 21 foot well craft Mm -hmm. you know um and they were high and dry um listing to the side laid over on the fucking gunnel um low tide and dude was like in a small skiff like it looked even like and I hate this fucking term, a micro skiff. Mm-hmm. It was like a small mm-hmm. skiff. And these guys are like 60 feet away, like across the mud. Mm-hmm. And they're like, dude, 
I died like hours from now. <laughs> and the guy has like fucking NFL fucking accuracy arm and is like fucking spiraling beers. <laughs> <laughs> to the, to the fucking, and, and somebody tags like, oh, I can see Larry doing this mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, I've never, you know, been in the position to do that, but I've been on the receiving end of that kind of graciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when we did the trip to Alaska, um, it took us two weeks to float down from the top of the river drainage down to where we got picked up. And I would say the last two days of that trip, we had finally gotten close enough. Now, granted, close enough is like an hour and a half. When we got picked up, it was an hour and a half balls to the wall, jet boat ride back into town. Mm -hmm. But like day before we made it to the pickup, we were still within range of downtown um, Bethel, and there were guys that would come up in jet boats and run up the fucking river. And we had stopped. You know, this is still fishable areas of the mm-hmm. river for us, and we had we had stopped. And, like, we hadn't seen anybody in days, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like all of a sudden we were like, dude, do you hear something? Yeah. What is that? You know, we're all looking up. No, to plane, to plane. It's not a plane. What the fuck, man? It's getting louder. And fucking this boat comes sliding around the fucking corner. Like, I've never driven a jet boat, but I fucking want to really bad. Because oh, that shit like a blast. Oh, it they looks are. so fun. And, like, mm-hmm. they're going up the rapids, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like insanity. And there's this fucking boat comes flying like fucking hauling ass sideways around corners and shit and like fucking straightens it out and he's come flying by and we're all just like standing there mouths agape (gasps) (laughs) and as he goes by he fucking launches a fucking can of beer at us and it like fucking (laughs) lands in the water and it's like a fucking mad (laughs) scramble like holy shit Mm -hmm. and the the five of us literally we open the beer it was like I took a drink, I passed it to Mark, passed, <laughs> and like by the time we went around, everybody had one sip, and we were like, "God damn, that was good, you know, nectar." <laughs> and like two, three hours later, you hear the fuck? It's it's the fuck. And like, now we're all like fucking Professor and Marianne, fucking waving, and he was the beer on the way back out, and we're like, so the following day we get picked up, brought back in town, and as we're Going down the river, um, we said something, you know, we're relating to the guys that that were scheduled to pick us up. We're like, yeah, man, it was the coolest fucking thing. We're like fucking fishing. We hear a fucking boat. A jet boat comes by and this guy fucking, they're like native, like, you know, about this. We're like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Bobby. He loves doing that shit. He knows you guys are fucking jonesing for beers. He, I don't even think he fishes. He just goes up and fucking throws beers to you guys. Like, God bless him. Got to bring a couple cool. beers up the river. The, Everybody uh, hold on. Everybody hold on. So, some beers. in my spook days, we used to take bonga boats, these huge dugout canoes with outriggers that had, like, 15-horse, like, mercs, like what we've got on our skiffs hanging off the back, and they would run up the rapids with them. And they had a bamboo push pole with a metal tip that was only, like, 10 foot long. And the dude would stand on the front of this boat 
and slam it into the water so it would ping off the rock so the guy in the back knew which route up the rapids because of the outboard, like how much room he had to clear running up the river. And they're super tippy. They'd cut. They wouldn't quite drift like that. And you're probably going eight miles an hour up this thing, just bing, 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 <laughs> up the whole rapid. It was cool as no, heck. Th- this guy was doing like 60 yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm sure he's probably doing 30, yeah, but, but like it looked like yeah. 60 all well, day. Well, and that's long. what I was going to say. Like, it was really cool going up the rapids at eight. I can't imagine what it's like to just zip up that thing and. They're fun. And a power drifter. I had the opportunity while I was up there to, to rent them. Really? Oh, yeah. oh snap. <laughs> Did you get? Did you see somebody like Carl outdoor wreck. yelling at you at the at the restaurant marina? No, because I had to take the uh, three hour safety course. Uh, <laughs> Here's the key out in Florida anymore. <laughs> <laughs> they give away the safety course for free with like. I mean, you talk about draft. There mm-hmm. is none. Mm-hmm. No, no, they. I, it's you're running over river rock and yeah. It's, I mean, they incredible. It's an airboat. Ish, yeah, mm-hmm. ish. So they're fun. I mean, it's got a huge, like, like you know, like big fucking inboard motor, and yeah, it's yeah. just running a jet yeah. out the back. Yeah, and and I think there's only like the owner's manual for for one of those jet boats is like one page, and it just says run it like you stole it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, as cliche yeah. as that yeah, yeah. is, it, it yeah. probably just like, says like don't stop or you die. Like it's like speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, so I was going to say that goes back to what Larry Steering has taught and maneuverability. me: yeah. is don't slow down. Yeah, mm. if you hit the mud. Okay, so keep going. You're going gonna, gonna, gonna to pull for a while <laughs> if you stop. All right. So segue. Um, after working up in DC, uh, the first part of last week, I came back down and. The plan was to meet the wife and the kid in Charleston on Thursday, stay through um, Sunday in Charleston. So on the way south, um, I got done like around lunchtime in D.C. with the work that I had to do and just jumped on the road, started heading south. No hotel reservations, whatever. This is on Wednesday. So I was couple probably three hours two and a half hours uh, probably about three hours north of charleston but it was getting late in the day and i was like you know i just don't feel like driving the whole fucking way and getting there right as it's getting dark so i was going to stop in florence south carolina and i know that that's close to where wilds um has the farm where he builds um his boats so i text wilds and said hey man Where's the best Mex? What is the best Mexican joint for dinner in Florence, South Carolina? And he texts back like two minutes later. He's like, "Why don't you just meet me for barbecue at my exit?" I was like, "Cool. What's your exit?" And he tells me, and I'm put in the name of the restaurant. I'm like, "I'm 30 minutes out." So, 30 minutes later, get off the exit, meet up with him at this fucking barbecue restaurant. And it's amazing, absolutely amazing, because if there's anything that I love when it comes to being on the road, 
is like a good country style buffet. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this barbecue restaurant is a barbecue country food <gasps> buffet. Dude, that sounds legit. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, greens that have been steeping in juice. In their juice. For yeah. like probably a week, you know. <laughs> uh, butter beans. Um, they had fucking hash. They, I mean, it was just like amazing. And, and their ribs were to fucking die for. So we we eat dinner, and uh, he's like, where are you staying? I was like, I don't know, man. I'm getting ready to get the app out and figure it out. And he was like, come back to the farm. I got, like, you know, spare bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Come on up and stay. So I followed him back up, probably a half-hour ride, back up to uh, the the farm, and we go by the shop. And that's where I got the opportunity to lay eyes on the very first outlaw with a side console. Um, beautiful. It's the one I was gonna say from the pictures. That's one yeah. really gorgeous skiff. The new owner of that skiff is actually, I uh, believe, if memory serves me correct, Saint Augustine. So that's pretty um, cool. Yeah, nice, uh, nice Florida skiff now. And uh, I think there's two there. He's gonna. The guy with the side console is actually gonna try to bring it down, and uh, I'm gonna try to fish with them out here in the lagoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, sick. Uh, I want to say they were just there not too long ago to drop off a different one. Well, old uh, Turcott has one. Well, Turcott has one here. Yeah, um, I thought there was a, another. No, it's, it's it's either like St. Augustine. Augustine or like real real South Georgia. No, maybe that's it. Yeah, he has. Yeah. One. I think there's, there's one a in South Georgia. Georgia. There's one up around uh, Brunswick. Yeah, Golden Isles. Yeah, yeah. but uh, man, just beautiful, beautiful skiff and. Uh, also, while I was there, uh, got to see a little sneak preview of uh, some of the R&D work that they're doing on some of their other products. But um, Thursday morning, I uh, got up, headed out uh, down to Charleston, and Shannon and Wyatt weren't due in until later that afternoon, evening. So I went by and got to take in the new Flood Tide HQ. Mm-hmm. Man, what a fucking cool shop they have. And uh, Ben was working. Uh, He was there flying solo. Paul was still out in uh, Montana. Oh, yeah. And um, ended up hanging out for probably three hours. Um, You know, I've met and talked to Ben. Ben stayed here at the house uh, at least two times. Loved Ben to death, but like we actually got to like really connect and yeah. talk and to find out like all of his background, um, his career path when he was right. in, in the coast guard yeah. and how he ended up in Charleston and how he ended up staying there was really cool. And, um, after, you know, hanging out with him, Drinking some uh, damn fine guide beer off the tap there in the, oh, in the so shop. So is that place, it looks, I never see like any kind of wide angle shots there. Is it big? Yeah, it's big. Yeah. It's big. So uh, it's probably the size of the house here. Yeah. Um, it's, um, you know, basically the front half is like, I don't want to call it a storefront. Yeah, it's like like a retail area. Yeah, it's kind of retail. Yeah. Um, When you walk in the front door, 
off to the to the back right corner, they actually have a bar mm-hmm. uh, with a tap, and then there's like a area with uh, some couches around a table to be able to sit down and hang out. Then over to the left side, there's you know product uh, as far as like clearance shirts and you know whatever hats like all their stuff um, super well put together and then the back half of that shop you have to go through a door into the back half and that's like their warehouse where they do warehouse all the fulfillment shipping. yeah mm-hmm. shipping and all that but um, you know you guys will see it next week right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so looking, uh, forward, to looking mm-hmm. forward to it but um we uh, we hung out and uh, finally, you know, Shannon texted that you know they're like an hour out or whatever. So I head and and, and get checked into the hotel. So uh, Wilds and Bree came down uh, that evening. Uh, we went and met them down on King Street and went to Basil Thai. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice Thai restaurant. Oh, fuck. Un- <laughs> unreal. Really it's good. phenomenal. It's really good. I was going to say, I haven't had a bad dish in Charleston yet. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hard. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, don't, I think I don't it'd be think a hard put. Restaurants that have bad dishes make it very long. I was going to say, yeah. Like, so with all just barbecue places, that's a tough crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if you had anything less than phenomenal, you'd be gone in a week. Right. So after dinner... We're on King Street. We took a stroll about three or four blocks away to the new Yeti store. And let me tell you, for the critic that I've been (laughs) over the years about Yeti, this store is absolutely amazing. It's a destination. It really is. Mm -hmm. They have a bar. You can go in. You can get a beer at the bar. Um Wilds and I, of course, went in to check out and hang out and take a, take in the the outlaw that is installed there mm-hmm. as part of the store. And uh, I have to admit, there's three or four Hondo chairs mm-hmm. back there by by the by the boat, and uh, we posted up in the Hondos and pretty nice. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I, I got to figure out how to get like on the discount program or something. Because mm-hmm. man, I'm still like you know I'm just frugal, man. That's that's my downfall. I'm frugal, yeah. but uh, God darn it, those I can they're, really, they're, I can probably get you. They're, they're <laughs> nice chairs, man. They're freaking awesome. And now the coolest thing, Bree and Shannon were sitting at the bar, and uh, Shannon got me a nice Coors banquet. Mm-hmm. Brings it over. In the, what is it, the Colster? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, the little Yeti um, can holder. Can holder. Yeah. And it, it, it's printed right on it like uh, Yeti uh, Loner. Yeti Loner. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so Wilds and I are just like fucking hanging out in the middle of the fucking store, like just shooting the shit about what we're shooting the shit about, mm-hmm. you know? And people would like walk in and like be walking through and like, Started engaging us like we worked you there, were. yeah. And they're like, "Hey, uh, and we're like, um, we don't work here. We're just it would hanging. be fairly. We're, we're, we're just hanging out." And they're like, "And this one guy, it was great. He was like, like fucking typical New York accent. He was like, y'all look like y'all belong here.' Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I think that's a compliment. Cool, right. thanks. You know, but uh, you know, we hung out, had a few beers, and uh, while we were there, um, Ryan. 
um, was one of the guys working at the shop. He he came over and he was like, "Hey man, how's it going?" I'm like, "Good, good." And Wiles is like, "Yeah, man, this is Larry." And he's like, "I listen to your all's podcast, you know." And I was like, Sweet. "No way," you know. <laughs> yeah. So we start talking, and uh, he's like, "Dude, you look so familiar. You look so familiar." And I was like, "I don't know, man," you know. He was like, "Do you did you ever go to IFTD?" I was like, "Yeah." And he's like. I was actually one of the uh, privateers for Haller Brothers. And I was like, no shit. Mm-hmm. And he was the one of the 2016 Haller Brother privateers. And I'm pretty damn sure after we started talking, I met him at IFTD mm-hmm. a few years back. Nice. But, wow. uh, That's crazy. Kind of small world. Yeah, really small world. Mm-hmm. And um, after we hung out there, um, the shop closes at like 9 um, we like started realizing. So, side note, yeah, I like that people thought you worked there and you were drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. for sure. Well, as we're, we know from like Instagram, million dollars. Still, we're know. actually method actors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As we know from Instagram, people drink on their jobs, um, while they're out like running sport fishers and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're partying it up. Right. So one of the cool things about the Yeti store. Is if you were to go rolling in there, um, you're you're in Charleston. Now this is the second Yeti store ever. Mm-hmm. The, the flagship is in in Austin. Um, second shop is is here in Charleston. And you're on vacation, and you happen to come bumbling into the Yeti store, and you're looking at a cooler, and you're like, damn. I think I'm going to get a cooler or shit. That motherfucker right there looks comfortable in that Hondo. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to get a Hondo. Look at that guy um, over there drinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, right? look, that beer. Even, my people. That beer looks even better in right. that Hondo. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yeti's smart, man. They actually, when they ring people up, they're like, are you taking this with you? Or would you like us just to ship it to your house? Right. Cause I mean, and, and really? so like most of their stuff that they sell, like big items, People don't walk out with them. It just Ship fucking it. lands on their fucking front porch mm. by the time they get home. Brilliant. It's pretty smart. It's um, really smart. The uh, I've heard that there were a few items there, which I would actually be into, Yeti or not. Uh-huh. Because I like, like fly shops, skate shops, something that says the city. Okay. Or a restaurant or, you know, a bar you go to and it says, you know, Charleston, South Carolina or whatever, where you're on vacation. So. Like T-shirts. So to that end. They have stuff, right? They have they some. They do. Like flagship series or whatever. They okay. Call. So they, they have stuff there specifically like Charleston based. Good friend of the show. Fucking awesome man. Paul Puckett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul Puckett actually has. Um. The the cups are engraved with Paul Puckett artwork. You can oh, get a damn. T-shirt with Paul Puckett artwork on it. Damn. damn. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> so if you guys just keep talking for a second, yeah. I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool, cool. I'm looking forward to it. I want to go up and see it. When we go, when I go up next week, I'm going to try to swing in there. The uh, Because if, if you're... $300 cooler isn't cool enough in coral gray. Not mm-hmm. coral gray. That was really stupid. <laughs> in coral, you can buy custom latches 
and to match the rope to like customize your cooler. You could do teal. You could do some method of color. I but like if you go online, I went and looked just for the the heck of it, and I didn't see online where you could the order customization. Those parts. Yeah, so, so that's a thing. The the did you see the unveiling of the twenty twenty Corvette? The mid, oh, it's mid engine, no. mid engine. So no, but yeah. that's got me. Yeah, they're insane. I thought I was excited to skip. So they, one of the things they've done to appeal to cars that are, you know, four or five times the money yeah. is you can get like four different kinds of black leather interior. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. different textures and different this and and like all the grills and all the pieces and all the is all color or texture or whatever, and you pick it out when you pick your car out. So that's like the yeah. new high line is like options. Yeah, people so like like trinkets. Maybe. You can you can customize the coolers. You can do all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And it's I mean I'd like to go see what it, I mean I don't, I'm not gonna trick my trick your cooler trick my cooler out any more than stickers. But, so yeah. speaking of coolers and tricked out, um, there were two coolers. Um, I think there was a '65 and then whatever the next biggest one is that Paul mm-hmm. has actually done artwork on the lid yeah and again i'm frugal and i couldn't find the fucking uh, <laughs> price tag warning and i so warning number mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. and i wasn't gonna ask like hey man how much is this because mm-hmm, yeah. when they said it i'd be like wah, 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 yeah. wah. you're like oh cool yeah so <laughs> but but the it, cool it's thing worth is it. it's worth it 100 <laughs> percent of the proceeds of the sale of those two coolers mm-hmm. goes to Charleston Waterkeeper. Very cool. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, kudos to Paul, Flood Tide Co. Yeah. Because Charleston Waterkeeper is one of their um, like big, beneficiaries yeah. of, yeah. of uh, you know, they, they, they donate do. their money to. But um, the uh, one of the cool things, the Redfish... With the oh, cowboy neat. on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know they've got that. this huge fucking uh, neon, neon sign, sign. Mm-hmm. in the behind the bar that's got that on there. That's cool. They used to. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, maybe not. Yeah. The uh, now one, d- does that reciprocate? Can you get Flood Tide or Paul Puckett stuff at the Flood Tide place? As well, uh, no. Is it back and forth, no. or they, he just Paul? Paul did it's that just for like Yeti. exclusive. Right. Yeah. So this is an example. Oh, cool. Pass oh, around. yeah, super rad. That's the uh, custom Yeti with uh, Paul Puckett on it. Oh yeah. And uh, dude, it's just way too cool. And that one would be... There's one for each of you. Oh, no way. Yeah. No And, uh, you know, that's just um, a thank you for you guys taking time out of your life to do the dinghy derby. And, oh, yeah. Uh, what better way to say thank you well, than uh, a nice Yeti cup awesome. with yeah. uh, Paul Puckett cool. on there. These I've got right. one for Ted, which I'll get that to Ted nice. uh, next week. Um, and... Uh, Speaking of dinghy derby, um, I know we've talked about it on the show. What a fun event. Like, we still have people, hey, like friendships and connections that came out of that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. People that write me and, like, dude, that was so much fun. Like, I'm looking forward to next year. I've got buddies who I think are going to come. 
So a, a game on. I'm excited. It's gonna be yeah, sick. no, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Mm-hmm. It just opened up so much new friendships. Well, just on today's Instagram. Um, Kevin Reynolds. Yeah. Kevin Reynolds is yeah. like, hey, you know, picture on Instagram on yeah. a story. Hey, I recognize yep. that book from the Danny mm-hmm. Derby. And he actually caught up with the guy and was like, hey, man, what's going right. on? Yeah. You know, so no doubt about it. But, uh, guys, sincerely, thank you for, Absolutely. you know, oh. the doing the podcast. Thank you. thank you for, you know, being part of the Dingy Derby, which, as we can all uh, attest to, <laughs> raised over $5,000 for restoration here in the lagoon. Correct. Uh, for Marine Discovery Center. It's crazy awesome. So, you know, cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. Yeah. We've got a good use. Yeah. I and gotta, uh, I, I would just tell you, it. next week when you guys are up there, um, make sure and go by. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. The, These are beautiful. Uh, it, really, oh, no, isn't that, I don't isn't want, that a great piece of artwork I'm that's not sure what type of there? flower. What is that? Dude? Like, it's roses. It's, roses, right? It's a rose. Yeah. He had a, a, uh, a T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a couple of like topographical like flower print type and topographic yeah. is not the right word no like, it's oh, uh, that block print yeah thank yeah. you block there we print. go yep the other topography <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other white meat you know have you, have you, how many of those block print maps have you used in the military when you were in the army block print <laughs> yes the other topography block print maps <laughs> I mean, show the mountains those are, those like are his grids. rising red fish land navigation <laughs> or block print navigation yeah. exactly okay. We have GPS now. Don't, don't make this cooler <laughs> than it has to be. Uh, well, in the spirit of gift giving, should we get to a uh, mail barge? Um, well, or am I jumping the gun? No, on this? I, I was okay. about to say, mm-hmm. is is that a little smoke I see on the horizon? Mm-hmm. Is, 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 <laughs> is that a large diesel powered mm-hmm. vessel mm-hmm. coming towards the that mail barge? Towards the wharf, he works long hours. <laughs> Look, fellas, it's the mail barge. That guy works mail his barge. ass off. Mail barge. We uh, we have uh, an envelope here that simply has mail barge exclamation <laughs> point on it. Oh, ben, do you that. know anything about that? I do. Um, that was the address I sent it to. Um, so these are stickers I picked up for you guys at the Comic-Con event. Megacon, whatever con I went to that was huge. This is fucking awesome. This, <laughs> Dude, this so, so here's the funny thing. I looked like they were all like, we got to buy this anime art, this, this, that. I was like, I need stickers. They're like, oh, cool. Check these out. And they were like, like weird. And I found one thing. And the classic arcade. Yeah. So I found <laughs> those stickers and was like, these are the two that we're going to go with. And then I thought I'd throw a couple flies in there. Is there a story behind the spook ape that they give you? They didn't give me one. I We're asked. They're just like, oh, it was just cool. Yeah. So we got to check it out. Fly for you, story. sir. Woo. Carl. Oh, yeah. A little fly action. All right. Well, um, while the, we're catching up on stuff, um, our great friend and supporter of the show... Leslin, um, she actually sent us a postcard. Um, I like that from, stamp from her trip. Yeah, the <laughs> I, I, I was about to say. <laughs> Are you familiar with that award? Yeah. 
she said, hey, y'all, forgot to mail this while I was in Montana. So here it is. Stickers and drinks coming soon. Hope you can read this. If you're ever in Missoula, check this place out. It's yummy. Stay trashy, Leslin. And it's the Notorious P.I.G. Nice. <laughs> Apparently a good barbecue joint out there. I like it. So uh, shortly thereafter, um, we got uh, a couple of boxes. Like it, She sent us enough stuff that it required two parcels. God bless her. God love, bless Leslin. I love it when you call me Big Pork Chop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Choppa. <laughs> so um, a nice handwritten note on some really cool stationery. Uh, hey, enjoy some more beer from Nashville. Sorry, Carl. Hope you don't mind my handwriting. I really don't, <laughs> I really don't <laughs> like care. The new thing. Yeah, I really don't <clears throat> care. See, she gets the don't give a rip. No, oh. I can see that you don't care by your handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully y'all got my postcard. Most of the stickers are from my trip to Missoula. It's magical. I'm headed back after graduation. I'll pick up more for y'all. Thanks for making the past two years of school enjoyable <laughs> while I've been studying. Enjoy. And I think, what, about a Less week? Less than a week. I've, I've been yes. following yeah. the countdown timer. Yeah. So Different emojis going, yeah. Right. <laughs> so. so we're cheering for you. She actually sent us... Um, Iron, a coaster from the, the Iron, Iron Horse. Horse Barn Grill. Carl, use some fucking manners and use that. <laughs> don't don't get the shop nasty with your water rings on mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. boat. We have some stickers here. Um, pretty sure yeah, this is. Mm. We got a, a Patagucci. <laughs> there's uh, two thirty nine. No flies. shame in my game. Blackfoot River Outfitters in Missoula and. Speaking of 239 flies. And the Grizzly Hackle Fly Shop. I'm going to snag that one. I'm going to pass this around. Now, one thing that she did include, just the cornucopia of stickers that she sent, this is vintage. <gasps> oh. A low country. Ooh, that's, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'll let that's you guys fight over that. Value. Yeah, it does. <laughs> In addition <laughs> to that. I've got that I've got that Arm wrestle. Yeah. Arm wrestle for it. What I was going at is two, three, nine flies with the flyberry with Drake. Yeah. Yes. There was uh, a winner. We have a winner. Yeah, yeah. Drake Bootworks. Yep. Um, they uh, somebody actually stuck to it and, and freaking and fin- yeah. finally got a fish. Which yep. pretty cool. So Leslin sent us um, some Nashville beer. This is uh, forecast. A Mexican style lager. We're gonna ice that down and have that next weekend. Ice ice or, baby. Actually, we'll be in Charleston next weekend. So the next time we get together, drinking on the way there. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, a oh. pack oh, of various beers. Anything from Lovebird, Thunder, and the Rose mm. from Black Abbey, Chicken Scratch. I like that Lovebird. Band. I was gonna say that Lovebird one. I always think like, when did Arizona tea Mill start Creek making Brewing beer? Company, yeah. Lil Darlin. That one actually sounds pretty cool. So those will be some road beers as well. Awesome. Awesome. Um, thank you so much. Almost matches the whip right. Now I've got mm-hmm. this package, and I was actually kind of amazed that it finally made it here. I have yet to even crack it open. Usually I'm. I always peak before you guys no, get here. Freaking away, dude. What? 
I just saw that. Dude. Yeah, same. I'm not saying is that anything. an international label? It is an international, international label. label. Where, where did you see the? It's on the back. Surprise. Where's it from? The land of Voki? It is. Austria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. It's Australia. I'm going dumb and dumber. Can, is this from Austria? Austria. Canada? Good die, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you know, April, if you ever listen to our podcast, I hope this is the one that you listen to. Yeah. Please wear some later hosen. Just, just an idea. Just, uh, I mean, you being from Austria and all, it would be pretty cool. And moreover, We've now proven that <coughs> packages come from across the pond. Tell Charles to send us something. Yes. He doesn't know us. He, he doesn't, doesn't know us, like but us, he but would like us. It can be a pile of dirt. We don't knife care. on him. Kangaroo meat for the Traeger. Oh, dude. Oh, they do that, I think. Do oh, they really? A, kangaroo meat's a huge uh, industry over there because they got to call the herd. All right. Here you go, I'm trying to take this off so that I don't. Because we're going to send this cat some stickers in return. No doubt. <laughs> this is Martin. I know I knew who sent this because Martin has emailed us. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you know, I don't do social media. I just listen to you guys. I finally figured out your email address, this, that, and the other. But uh, Wow. Pretty groovy. Pretty awesome. I mean, what so do you, we've what do you got think? a listener whose toilet flushes the other way around. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's how I mean, bad they're, um, that they're, is. When you email him back, what, ask him if he could just send us a video of, like, flushing a leaf just so we can watch. <laughs> <laughs> or, <Okay>. or whatever. So what is the um, <laughs> principle of physics that causes the reversal Centrifugal force? No. Freak Some of nature. Of gra- gra- science. It's the pole. Science. It's just co- science. It's the Coriolis effect. Coriolis. Coriolis. Yeah. Coriolis the, force, uh, I believe. Coriolis, Coriolis force. Effect, effect, which also has the... Is that like the Carbonara effect? It's like the... Almost. It's like the strength of a so grown man the, and a small baby. It's the curvature baby. of Earth, so which comes into effect we used at to, shooting long s- distances. Yes. <laughs> I learned that from watching... Uh, Shooter. Here, put that back oh, in your pocket oh. so it didn't live here for a week or two. <laughs> like, like, my, like my cooler. All right. Because <laughs> I was got lazy. Lots wow. of what? stickers. No what is going they on have here? Stickers. Do Dude, they stick front flies, ways or back ways? We have Australian flies. <laughs> um, I'm going to put this on the Bobby. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what they fish for over there, but it's got a lot of look like shit that would work here. I new goal. Mark, um, what are you doing tomorrow, buddy? <laughs> you want to go? To, do you want to go to uh, Australia? You want to yeah. go catch a, an American fish on an Australian fly? We'll talk. Okay, dude, this sticker here is huge. Don't they? I don't want to. I don't want to speak out know, of place here. Indo-Pacific permit. Yeah, so, I mean, look it up on the internet. Looks like a GT hook, man. Like, I mean, there. They're pretty hefty hooks. Are you talking about GD? GD? Dude, look at that. Jeets. Saltwater fly rodders of all... Oh, that's That's pretty cool. And look at the permit. I know. So what you're saying is the stickers stick on backwards there. Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Talk about the Coriolis effect. (laughs) We would have to look at it in a mirror. Mm -hmm. Okay, this must just be like... I'm kind of confused by that one. I think it's what, what wrapped it up. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. That's a 
That's like a three foot by one foot <laughs> sticker. That's craziness. It's kind of wild. All right, what else we got in here? Australian Royal Navy stickers. Oh, snap. Oh, holy moly. That's like rare. I'm going to steal one of those. Oh, these are. Why don't they have I, her Majesty's I'm not sure Royal what Navy. this is, but it looks like, like some kind of Aboriginal. Aboriginal art. And then we have plenty of these. It's Navy. I can't. <laughs> you can't abide. Saltwaterflyrodders.com.au. Oh, snap. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's got the Indio yes, Pacific, right? Very, very, very awesome. Dude, oh. Yeah. Dude. That's what um, this is for. Check it out. That. Oh, overlay. yes. It's a two part sticker. Gotcha. Oh. Boom. Can't fool Ben. Well, and it's look, look at the bracelet that he sent. I don't think that's really what that is, but but looks like it. <laughs> right there. Well, well, thank you, Martin. Yeah, Martin, and rock on, down. brother. Martin Coon from uh, Booragoon, <laughs> Western Australia. <laughs> you fucking rock, brother. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, it's the best degree do I got. <laughs> So uh, that, I'm going to have to say that mail barge fucking trap. Yeah, dude, that, that was, guy works his ass off. That the bargeman. I, we're going to need to ask him one day when we have him on the show how long that journey took. What what um, what do you think the uh, time difference is to um, Australia? I would say it's probably Sunday hours. there already, right? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. It's, Did you say six hours? Go ahead. Oh. Yeah. Ahead? It's got to be more than like, six well, hours. I think it was like 12. It'd be like London old. time, right? Back up. Uh-huh. Spook days. The <laughs> Philippines was 12 exactly ahead. Okay. But that was on the... You crossed over the international dateline, so now you go... Are you on the... No, see, Hawaii's 12 hours different. So, like, yes. what time is it now? It's 11.42 p.m. It's 11.42 a.m. in Hawaii Correct. right now. Yes. So it's probably Saturday or Sunday morning. Yes. Sometime in Australia. Yeah. Right now. Yep. I'm guessing. Because the, the Philippines would be, uh, like you said, 11:45 a.m. How the hell does April travel as much as she does? No idea. Without and, and yeah. I mean, like never. Maybe. So what I think you're gonna find if this. Area 51, they can't shoot us all thing goes through. <laughs> is Well, they can shoot you all. Well, <laughs> they can definitely melt we're, everybody. We, we might get to my thoughts on this. Um, probably not. <laughs> They're not really politically correct. Um, you're going to find like April Vokey's secret travel serum. Yeah. And it's like what the military uses. Mark didn't get it. He wasn't high enough. Are you, are you like, telling me that April Vokey is a fucking alien? From Area 51, is that what you're I mean, trying to say? If you look at her video, she's a little out there. She tans fish with pee, makes shoes out of urine skin for her kid. Would you let her probe you? <laughs> you're going to have to submit that. Dating to advice the, has you got to submit that in proper format via the email address. Um, if we were married, sure. <laughs> 
Or you could do it on a handshake. Well, you know, <laughs> speaking of uh, advice from Ben. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So Jake, Jake from State Farm. Jake is an okay pilot. Jake is an okay pilot. Instantly makes, like, I'm going to fly with him one day. He wants to know. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> he says, Dear Ben, I think I made out with my girlfriend's twin sister. Since you're both a twin and a relationship expert, should I be worried this could possibly affect my relationship? Um, so I've thought about this <laughs> in outside circumstances, not due to my twin. Um, it's pretty easy. If you, if you got it wrong, you, it was deliberate. Um, considering she's female and I'm male. We look different <laughs> enough that you did it intentionally. Um, I have a good friend who she and her sister look like. That's called identical twins. Beer on Monday. I knew they had. Well, damn. Yes. <laughs> Beers on Monday? Yeah, they have beer on Monday. They have all it. They have um, all this shit. Looked alike, and they were both dating brothers who were also twins. Oh, uh, I thought about it. Well, nah. it worked out for one, not the other. And I thought, what happens if you, like, Weren't you're moving too fast and and missed the subtleties of like where this freckle was versus that one? And what if you're like, hey, what's up, babe? And you just made out with the wrong one. I think. I you, think high fives are due. Well, I think <laughs> I think just good, honest to goodness, a laugh. Don't make it more than it has to be. <laughs> Don't make it just, awkward. Yeah, just be like, just go with it. Right, just be like. First off, the funniest thing just happened. I walked in the door. Thought it was you, babe. I thought it was you. You got, first off, you're lucky I'm one heck of a kisser. Like, <laughs> I thought it was you. I gave you the best, like, make out ever. And, uh, and you'll never know about it. I'm really sorry. I gave it to the wrong one. Um, don't know. Don't make this weird. This no, this isn't about you. This is my mistake, not yours. This is me, not you. I'll pay a little more attention. Let me make it up to you. Let's go, and then uh, then you make out with her, and then it's like, all right, we're good. We're then done. you double up. I was gonna say, right? No, don't. someone's getting mono. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess that's a possibility. I mean, but you have to you have to take a risk at that point. Like, go big or go home. You made out with the wrong twin. Like. Just own it. Have some fun. Maybe maybe bring it up at like a family reunion. Hey, you remember that like in front of uh, grandma? You remember that one time I made out with your sister because I thought it was you? Like, have some fun with it. Watch the jaws hit the floor and grandma going, I'm going to faint. And, like, you know, have fun with it. <laughs> that's, my, that's my advice. Jake, if you make out with the wrong twin, just own it. Have fun. Just own make, it. Crack jokes at every inopportune moment. And there you have it. Boom. Advice from Ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Apparently, I don't pay enough attention to new twin. Uh, fishing in Western Australia. Okay. Not. Uh, bonefish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indo-Pacific permit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, golden trevally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Their snapper's kind of weird. Queen. Brown rainbow, brook trout. They got it all. Is uh, do you guys recall seeing the video of like the sailfish like in like so there's a photo two or three feet of water yeah, like I think they oh, do that scooting the flat yeah, yeah yeah that was pretty that's that's, that's a, pretty wild there's a photo of it like you could just do that there really yeah 
Where is that? I think it's kind of like a that tuna bird GT in the thing same, now. I like think flat. It, that's insane. Yeah, what are you doing? I think, I mean, it happens, but I don't, I don't think it's like an everyday thing. Like, I don't think you're going to wake up and be like, hey, Mark, let's grab your salt marsh and let's go target some. Let's go get a tuna in like the lagoon today. <laughs> but I, I think it happens like kind of regularly. There's like patterns and reasons why I like the GT bird thing. But I think it's a little, from what I've heard, it's a little more frequent than that. A tuna um, in a lagoon? No, 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 oh. no, 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 bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the old tuna laguna. Yeah. The tuna laguna matata. The, uh, no, the Australian thing, like where they'll come up on the flats. Right there. There he is. <laughs> where is he? See? Yeah. That's, that's our guy? No, but that's a dude oh. <laughs> on the flats with a say, looks oh. like a little mar- Did, like white like marlin. If we like Google this, will it have like a members page and we can see who's like? I'll find out. We'll do some research. Right. No, Not now. Do a little sleuthing. Hmm. Internet sleuth. So um, back to uh, I, I got derailed. Sorry, breaking out the yeti um, accoutrements, but uh, so that was oh. Carl, you just said Barramundi, mm-hmm. and it reminded me when we went to Basil Thai, I was looking at the menu, trying to decide what delicious Thai dinner I was going to have, and I literally laughed out loud, and Wilds is like, what's up? And I pointed to the menu, because the menu offered... Barramundi from the farm. So, but it was it. It said Barramundi, and then in parentheses it said Thai sea bass. <laughs> okay, that's funny because nice. So I was like, well, isn't that special? There's two farms in the U.S. that grow it to sell commercially because it's basically. I don't know if most people outside of Florida would would or wouldn't know this, but like snook can't be commercially harvested and sold. Right. So Barramundi, their meat is, it's very, very similar to snook. You've been to that. Yeah. 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 The one in St. Cloud. Yeah. 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 And he, so Byron started that without derailing too much. Like that, the whole thing originally started is they were letting people catch Barramundi and put them in this cage to count them. And they were just basically letting people pay them to catch the fish to put it in the cage that they would then send it off to the processors. That's how that like farm got started. Right. Uh, pretty fun idea. And so like I haven't I haven't had it, but I've heard it's really good. Yeah, I've never eaten it myself. No. I can't believe that, that 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 would happen though. I feel like there's a huge chance of one of those getting out. And oh, having no, like no, a lion. No, no, no. I mean, you're it's, in, it's, in, it's, in. It's so far inland. In yeah, Florida, yeah. it's retention ponds. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. there's no connectivity to anything. Yeah. Um. Very regulated. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but as you leave the neighborhood and you go south on US one, right before you go up and over the railroad tracks, before you mm-hmm. get to uh, the creek. Yeah. On US one, off to the right, there's. Uh, it's called. It used to be called Inland Ocean. I don't know if it's still called that or not. They farm raise redfish and yes, and um, you can pompano, yep. pompano there, and you can actually go fish for redfish there. 
but it's like trout ponds in in First North Carolina, all, where if you catch you it, you keep it, and you gotta pay for it. My secret's out. Mm-hmm. So, okay, mm-hmm. first of all, <laughs> we gotta do it for the grand. I Dang. really needed to know this, like I don't know, eight <laughs> hours ago. <laughs> it could have been a. I could have had five hundred bucks right now. Well, two hundred and fifty in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So, but they're expensive. It's like by the inch or something. It's or something. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who knows? It's it's retarded. Yeah. I needed twelve inches to win. No, that's what she said. She said that's exactly <laughs> what she said. So, so back to uh, the low country. Yeah. Um, Friday we I don't um, we ate more. We went to Lewis Barbecue. Oh. We, uh, mm-hmm. Why it went skating. Um, we went to the tattooed moose. Yeah. Um, so, pole around the table. Duck cone feet. What is duck cone feet? T- duck with feet. <laughs> I'm going to say or it's, maybe on it's feet. It's like a pate. Does it have something to do with like feeding out a duck? A certain Stick. grain or something, it's, like billet. It. it is duck that is prepared in duck fat. Damn it! I almost went with the fat option. The uh, <laughs> all right, it's it's basically fried in duck and fat, and the the tattooed moose has this fucking awesome duck cone feet sandwich, and their fries are. In duck fat. In duck fat. Yeah. Oh, oh, I bet those are that's just awesome. Crazy. Yeah. So, long story short, we ate there. It was. It's been on um, diners, dives, and drive-throughs or whatever. But uh, amazing place. Great food. Um, so then, Saturday, um, Wilds and I hit a flood tide, uh, midday kind of flood tide deal, and. It really turns out that uh, flood tide fishing um, is a tale of two cities. Um, Mark, the mm-hmm. city that you recall from from Charleston last year, right. was a redfish that we had to stalk, correct? And stalk, yes, and stalk and stalk <laughs> and stalk. But it finally ate. It did. Well, this trip. Um, we pull up and we push onto the grass flat out of the creek. And this is not a 20 fish story. This is an actual true to life, fucking real, no bullshit story. 25 fish. <laughs> 120 seconds after pushing onto the flat, we see the first tail. I make a cast, bad cast, pick up, make the second cast. The fucking fly lands like right beside the fucking head of the red fish. And the fucking thing eats the fly before I can like even like Like, transition from casting (laughs) to like ready to strip just that fast. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm polling now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it ended up being a really, really big flood tide. Um, We ended up um, seeing a few more fish, and uh, then it just got too deep. Uh, Yeah. Just got to be too much water. 
But um, that was the highlight of my flood tide trip was like literally uh, about 120 seconds, stuck a fish, landed it, turned it loose, <laughs> and done for the day. Um, the following day, and this is probably the coolest trip that I've ever been on, we did the low tide. Um, we ran through areas where you earlier said, you know, if you start bumping bottom, you just, you know, keep it, keep going. Yeah. And we literally ran through for like 15, 20 minutes through these creeks that it, if we had slowed down, we would have been waiting on the tide to come in to get back out of there. And we end up in this sound that is nothing but just mud flat and oyster bars. Not they're not really oyster bars, but they're like these oyster mounds, mounds and yeah. clumps. And it, it you know, best way I can describe it, it looks like you're on fucking Mars or something. And we literally, when he comes off plane, we go sliding to a stop and we're barely floating, if you can even call it floating. And there are fucking redfish <laughs> literally everywhere, like crawling around, backs out of the water, and there's unreal numbers of shrimp that are just the, the red, like there's shrimp flying out of the water, redfish are crashing and crawling. We cast every fucking fly we could find in the fucking <laughs> boat. But there's just so many. I mean, I mean, there are literally like explosions of shrimp like going everywhere. And I was making decent casts. I was put like no doubt they saw the fly, but like why would they want that? Yeah, when there's. 14,000 shrimp around. All they got to do is accelerate with their mouth open and they're eating. Um, eventually, we ended up with a really small crab pattern and I see a fish, make a cast, strip, strip, strip. And like the water's really dirty at this point because I mean it's just commotion everywhere. It's like a fucking shrimp war zone, right? I mean, shrimp are fucking dying on the hill. It is it is the fucking battle of the bulge that the shrimp are losing. And I'm, you know, committed to it. Like fucking I'm focused, crouching tiger, hidden dragon. I'm gonna fucking stick this redfish in the fucking face. And he's not doing anything, so I kind of stopped stripping. And I look, and there's another red fish with his fucking back out. And I go to pick up. And as I go to pick up, boing, I'm hooked up. The absolute fucking textbook. (laughs) Mike Johnson, doggy daddy, unattended dangler. That's how I caught my redfish was the unattended dangler. So I know Mike says if the flies in the water keep fishing it. And I was, I mean, I was fishing it, but then like I saw something else and I was like, all right, I'm going to go. Oh yeah. I'm going to, oh yeah. I'm going to cast it. (laughs) So that was, uh, you know, 
That's how it ended up happening. Was uh, just uh, taking a little break. Maybe I was. <laughs> may, maybe crabs don't move that fast, you know. And finally, when I stopped, they were like, "Okay, this might okay. be real. Yeah. This might be real." So that's one of the things I always probably overthink with crabs. I've never like sat and watched other than like blue crabs like swim through the water. How right. fast do they move? Do they like go in short little spurts? Will they try to just keep moving in one solid line? So when we got back to the ramp, check that. When we got back to the landing, as we are in Charleston. <laughs> I was like, that was a long trip. Yeah. When we got back to the landing, we put the skiff back on the trailer. And as we're getting ready to strap it down to leave, there was a fucking shrimp in the fucking boat. That's how that many shrimp that had jumped in. Damn. Yeah. Well, uh, when Mark and I fished the other day, uh, I had a crab that somehow got in my shirt. Oh, that was in awesome. In your shirt? In my shirt. What? In his shirt, down his pants. It, dude. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I didn't ever think I'd have crabs. And, <laughs> dude, I don't know. I don't know. I literally was like, it moved. And I was like, what the flip? And I'm like reaching in my shirt, my pants. I like, pick this crab up and throw it on the <laughs> deck of the boat. Yep. Kicked it in the water. Scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> Ben has crabs. Ben has crabs. <laughs> it's a hard life. In, in, in conclusion. <laughs> I think uh, one of the highlights of my, my trip also was Friday. Friday was a non-fishing day. Shannon and I went because she had not gone to flood tide with me on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, babe, you got to go check out the new flood tide HQ. It's freaking awesome. So we went, and I'd already hung out with Ben, and I knew Ben was only working half a day. So we had already eaten lunch with uh, Bree and Wilds at Lewis Barbecue. So after lunch, we headed out to go check out the Flood Tide place. And we caught him 100%, no doubt about it. When we walked in the front door, Lawson. Lawson, the bodybuilder. He was... Sitting in that little lounge area I described earlier. <laughs> Pretty sure watching YouTube. <laughs> he, he was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm working on some, you know, marketing stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, you're watching fucking YouTube. Get, come on. Mm-hmm. Who are you bullshitting? <laughs> so, ha- have, have you guys listened to the last episode that uh, they did for Barely Live? Um, I want to say I did. Uh, I mean, I know I did. I don't remember it. It's not fresh. It's like a month ago, maybe. Maybe longer than that. So so I believe. I haven't, and I got caught riding dirty because Ben was like, you've listened to the last episode, right? No, I haven't. No, No, actually, I haven't. I've I've been listening to something else. (laughs) Do you know he actually fucking reels? Yeah. Got Botox? Put in his fucking nutsack it's, for the fucking I show. I remember. Yeah, I'm I didn't like, know if it was what real. the what? He said totally yeah. real. And he said what happened was <laughs> they've got like a group text because they have iPhones. Ben doesn't understand mm-hmm. this part of the story. Oh, I understand mm-hmm. it. I just don't. And somebody <laughs> said something it. about Botox, 
And Ben was like, oh, I get my balls Botoxed all the time. And one of the guys that's on the group text is a doctor. And, like, within, like, 10 seconds, texted a photo of a vial of Botox and said, really? Let's go. (laughs) So... It was kind of like that. Oh, you want to talk some shit? Let's see if you, if you... So, I think he took nine fucking needles to the... What? It makes me want to throw up. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I actually had one of our listeners write me about that episode, like, this past week. He was like, I don't know if that was smart, man. I said, no, it wasn't smart. Why would you ever do that? He goes... I, no, he goes, I just don't know if the fly fishing community is edgy enough to have, like... Well, People get <laughs> Strotox. Well, Ben says that apparently, like, that's like a fucking deal now. No, uh, I'd never heard of it. No, until. and and I'm like, are uh, you shitting yeah. me? Like, Bot- botulism in the scrotum. I gotta <laughs> give a prop though, because like I would have made that joke and I'd have backed out. Oh, so I'd have, I'd have mm-hmm. folded up like a fucking cheap I'd have been chair. Like, like mm-hmm. I would have probably wasted the guy's time to drive to that party house they were at, and then been like. No, no, we're we're nah. good. We're done here. Sorry, <laughs> babe. Come on, we're leaving. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Yeah, I can't. Stop. Not this guy. No. Nope. Uh-uh. Good job, Ben. <laughs> Happy for you. Proud of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's uh, I think there's like some medical Im- implications there. I would assume because they use it for. Do you remember the story about Hulk Hogan? He was oh, like man. nearly. Paralyzed, and they used it in his. I back. get it for migraines. Yeah, and it the, the, it'll relax muscles right. and stuff when you're when you got you know really messed up back. They do put it in your back to like really. You don't want. I don't think you want to put that in the business down there in the business end. <laughs> the only the thing s- I know about Botox is like chicks do it to like eliminate wrinkles. Right. It like it yeah, like kills the muscle. I had a friend who did well, that. Well, no, it like tenses up uh, the skin or... Yeah, like it'll, it's going to firm it up. Yeah. No, I think it, <laughs> it kills the muscle, so it... Rela- it, like, it doesn't kill the muscle, but it... Uh, well, I shouldn't speak on that. I'm not a doctor. I do have a friend that did it, and she had a very bad reaction to it, and her face swelled up like a freaking pumpkin. Yeah, that's what happens. Your to Your face the looks like cans. Ben's balls. <laughs> Weird. Weird. <laughs> that discount can of corn that's all blown up. <laughs> Botulism. Yeah. Botox. Same. Same. <laughs> Jeez. So anyway, when he was telling me that, I'm like thinking, we're never going to do bits on this show. No. Definitely not needle to the ball bits <laughs> no, for sure. No. No. Is it legit though? I mean, is there are there any like videos of it? I mean, we he can, said it was legit. We can message Ben and be like, "Hey, you got any videos of like your junk?" Is that I, I yeah. <laughs> if I remember correctly, that was like one of the stipu- like it was done privately. It wasn't in front of the party. Okay. And, yeah. And there were no pictures or video. So it was, God, I don't even think I could say semi-professional, but it was legit. <laughs> it was legit. And I think they, like, they, did, they wouldn't say the doctor's name. Mm-hmm. It, was like, it was like legit, but clandestine. I mean, I thought it was exciting. Like, to be fair, when it got to it actually happening, I was like, I can't listen to this. I, like, skipped that whole section. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, this is, 
just because they were like going in detail, and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna throw up. It's got too real. <laughs> got, <laughs> too got too real. I could, my mind was going places it shouldn't. Like I was <laughs> like, I was getting PTSD for him. <laughs> so w- when when I was in DC, um, Rich Farino from District was like. Dude, what's what's the deal like with with Mike on 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 the podcast in Charleston? Like, well, why do you not like him so much? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, man, you you like threw some major shade like on the last uh, on the last episode, and I was like, okay, so like two for one, three for one, like. Mike always throws little digs oh, yeah. our way, Larry, my yeah. way. I was like, it's cross pollination, man. Like, it's all love. It's, well, it's, it's not a big deal. So, like, just to clear the air, man, you know, it's there is no love, you know, lost or otherwise with Mike. I like Mike. Mike and I, you know, have known each other for a long time. There's no, it's. I don't remember it being any different than ever. Yeah, like yeah. that's what I was like. Yeah. Really? Like, because like Mike is usually doing it during like the Richard Queso or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I think I framed it around like you know, you know, the only thing that disappoints me about Paul is I thought he was smarter than have Mike on the show or something like that. Something mm-hmm. to that effect. But, but that's after like you know ignoring Mike for three or four little barbs and just waiting and then like boom, well, hitting double like, barrel. It's like the rivalry stuff you see, like football season. And, you okay. create a live it creeps a lot of hype. So, so actually, that's what I said, Rich. I said, "Are you shitting me? You you think that Mike and I have some kind of personal beef going?" <laughs> it's like it's East Coast versus West Coast, man. Yeah. Come on, yeah. It's like Biggie and fucking hey, Tupac. R.I.P. Come on, rip. Well, they're at Area Fifty One too. We're gonna find them. We're gonna break them out. Well, not me because I'm not an idiot. They're hanging out with Elvis and Bigfoot right now. One hundred. One hundred percent with the raccoon. Oh, <laughs> Mark, go ahead. And Digress. Go ahead. Uh, we've go got ahead. some news. A little beep, 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 beep. Yeah, breaking news <laughs> from the uh, the meth lab this evening on a little run. Uh, our favorite clerk, yes, was there. <laughs> brought my items. Wearing one of our favorite shirts. Oh. I think we've actually discussed this before. She is the erection specialist. Mm-hmm. As, <laughs> as her T-shirt. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's printed. She, Somebody she, actually made that T-shirt. Well, it's a steel erection company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She never denied it either. Yeah. <laughs> but she's so, Actually, she said, only guys. Yeah. And we're like, let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> so I throw the bag of ice up there. Look her in the eye. Say, how's the raccoon doing? She looks at me. It died. In the arms of <laughs> right. so, so I go to say, I'm sorry. She's like, <laughs> neighbor's dog got him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Shit. Ate the bottom of his cage out. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think I'd have been good with just he died. Like, save me a little bit of the trauma. Sorry, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a pretty epic night 
<laughs> at the old meth lab. There, there was you a lot was, of stuff was going, going on. on there, huh? Uh, what do you call it? The palmetto berry, sawberry. Oh, is that going on right now? Are they he's, buying? Mm-hmm. He's it up has. there. He was waiting for the uh, guys to come in, the load him up. To come on, in. Yep. And uh, what I mean, Grammy was over Grammy there putting was, diesel in the trunk of her car in the back of her grand marquee, while mm-hmm. the grandson was inside barefooted in a holy shirt, telling us how he has been trying to burn this stuff for over a week now. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to try it with diesel tonight. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the trailer. Some guy on a yeah. bicycle just cruising around. It, it was... When I drove by to get here, there was like a white truck mm-hmm. in the front corner like being worked on with like a like a pop-up tent that wasn't like set up. I'm, was like I'm sure he was yeah, doing yeah. the South Florida trick where you leave the engine running. And you wrap a whole chicken in aluminum foil, and you place the chicken on the engine block. Yep. Oh, and mm-hmm. cook it that way? Cook it. Because Hood was still up when we were there. Mm-hmm. Nice. But, it's like a rotisserie. You know, my heart just sorrow. dropped to my stomach. When, and she just, it's dead. He died. <laughs> Pretty matter of fact. And I was like. Well, shit, there I don't know if we can continue tonight. Right. I mean, so you guys, you guys visited the uh, OG library. While we did. We, we did. dropped some uh, some goodies off. The new meth lab skiff fuel sticker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A couple of flies. A couple of few flies. Yeah. Because it was it was empty. Dead empty. Okay. So so somebody rat fucked it and <laughs> <laughs> come alive. It, it's it's been interesting. So. On the Instagram account for the Flyberry Project, um, it's notable that there's some locations that have been established, different states, different areas, that are, like, constantly stocked. Yeah. And then there's some people that'll put theirs up, put in three or four flies, and then they're like, I came back two hours later and these motherfuckers have stolen them all. I want to point out that when you visit a flyberry and you put a fly up or three or four or five, your intention is for somebody to take them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't lose sight of that, you know? And, and yeah, it sucks if like one person cleans out all the fucking flies that are up there, but rest assured karma never sleeps. And moreover, in some of these, if I happen upon some crick, uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know what I, I don't, you know, I don't have any uh, of this kind of stuff. I'm going to take them all. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, well, not all of them, but you know, I'm going to take a couple of them. Am I really going to leave like a bait fish pattern there? That'd just be kind of, I, I would, because it'd be funny. But, yeah. Yeah. Like, so you're saying if one of you, us yeah. happened to be in North Carolina and yeah. we, we stumble across one and, yeah. and we open our box, we're going to be like, and it was uh, our best guess. And I'm like, Nothing in my box looks like anything that's on here. I'm taking three of these because otherwise I'm getting skunked. Yeah. Do they really want four Clousers in return? Right. No. Like half rusty Clousers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, seriously, the, the intention is if you put them on there, you've already said goodbye to them. Mm-hmm. You're wishing yeah, yeah, them yeah. well. Just like the raccoon. Um, you just know like I mean? the raccoon. I think, I think it's fun to come back and see new ones. Yeah. Yeah. But... You know, I stopped at WSEG ramp uh, two days ago, 
expecting fully for it to be completely empty. And there was a badass fucking popper that was on there. Actually, I think it was a Dahlberg diver. But uh, And then I added a couple of flies Mm -hmm. that one of the guys from District Angling, when I was hanging out there on that Monday, was like, hey, man, I got a bunch of flies for you guys. Gave them to me. And I'm I'm like, these are all going on fly berries. So I've just Mm -hmm. been distributing them different places. But um, I've... The OG library, we really need to like do a surveillance because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think a lot of the fucking hood rats from Oak Hill. I'll bet you if we looked in the garbage can, there's probably a bunch of flies in the garbage can, and, and could be yeah. I mean, I'm guessing because they disappear fast, like and, within yeah. hours, like hours or less. So. Or some like weird little kid from that neighborhood is like five hundred oh. flies. <laughs> yeah, he's he's hawking them. Yeah. Three eight six Mama. flies. Yeah. Look what I yeah. got. <laughs> Three eight six mafia flies. Yeah, <laughs> double triple discount. <laughs> well, uh, why don't we take a break? Because I need another fresh beer, and uh, when we come back, we'll uh, do another round the table to see uh, if there's anything else we want to talk about discuss or otherwise <laughs> so we'll be back in a few So much drama in the LBC It's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G But I somehow, someway Keep coming up with funky ass shit Like every single day May I kick a little something for the G's And make a few ends as I breeze through Two in the morning and the party still jumping Cause my mama ain't home I got bitches in the living room getting it on And they ain't leaving till six in the morning Six in the morning So what you wanna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers And my homeboys do too So turn off the lights and close the doors But for what? We don't love them hoes Yeah So we gon' smoke an ounce to this G's up, hoes down Why you motherfuckers bounce to this And just like that, no gin and juice, but I got another PBR. Mm. So, uh, some of the other questions that we've seen recently, and Ben, I know I assaulted you outside about this. There's a lot of people that want to know. Okay. What? What? Where? Where are you headed on that uh, tag? Because uh, right now, it's not looking very personal. So right now, it's looking, I'm not going to say it on, on air, um, <laughs> but it's looking very much like the exact same tag that came off my previous vehicle, because it is. Um, I really have been working, minus the, like, the pre-fishing of this tournament and a little bit of hung out with Mark, I've been working so much, I haven't gone to the DMV to do my boat trailer, my car, 
So here in the next couple of weeks, I got to get my trailer back from Blue Point, and <laughs> that, was, that was reminiscent of crabs. Holy shit! Um, there was like a bug inside my headset. <laughs> was that the look of pure fucking panic? Yeah. What was that? It's a little moth. A little moth. I would have swore that was a stone fly. Yeah, well, try having that in your pants, but it's bigger, <laughs> disgusting, terrifying. It's like watching Stranger Things, and you got a demi dog going after you, after you. But the uh, so here within the next couple of weeks, we're gonna have, and then it, it takes, I believe, six to eight weeks to get the custom tag. But I will have the tag ordered for the car and the boat trailer. All right, so the long and short of that is keep waiting, keep wondering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll reveal it to the world, mm-hmm. and the uh, when the time comes, you good people of the fandom of the podcast have heard the car ones. The boat trailer one's pretty cool, pretty unique. We've kept it pretty tight, niched. Um, so you're just gonna have to wait for the reveal on the photo when it comes in. Speaking of revealing, mm-hmm. um, we would be remiss um, if we did not tackle this subject before we were done. Okay. Only because there there has been kind of a quasi call to action by a podcast host that said the fly fishing community will probably have an opinion about this episode. Dar Sizzle. Mm. Mm. April Vokey sat down with uh, Darcy, I guess is I her name. I think that's her name. And she was a track star in high school, and she was fast, so she sizzled, hence Dar Sizzle, um, while driving to D.C. or on the way back from D.C., I can't remember exactly when, I did listen to that podcast. And, uh, Carl, I don't think you've listened to it, but Mark, no. Ben, yeah. you both did. Correct. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'll start off. I was um, – let me, let me preface it and say I know who – I was aware of who Dar Sizzle was. Uh, I've never followed her on social media. No. Um, I've probably seen a picture of her uh, in her tea back or whatever, um, G-string, whatever the hell she wears. Or doesn't. Or doesn't. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but but it wasn't somebody that I follow on social media because I'm solidly part of the crew that has the opinion that it's 100% sex cells um and the 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 interview was kind of creepy weird about halfway through when the boyfriend started uh hovering about um to the point where april was like um you want to just come over here and sit down because clearly (laughs) he wanted to be part of it yeah and you know i'm not going to use the p word um, but it really came across to me kind of that way that he was like, uh, what would be a, a more benign word as her manager, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. boyfriend slash right. manager, 
uh, he really wanted to control the conversation and control, well, control the asset, the 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 <laughs> perception, and both of them are delusional when it comes to justifying or explaining what it is that they're trying to accomplish or do um, through their style of marketing. They kept pointing the finger that everybody else that wears a bikini and, and, and does this type of account, they're selling sex. That's what they're doing. But that's not what we're doing. Right. But then they went into explaining how they realized that maybe that was the perception of what they're doing. So they tried to go away from that and they realized that it wasn't going, working. It wasn't working. So they went right back to it. Right. So, and- you know, I, I, I don't know that, that Darcy necessarily won over any new fans more so than all she did was confirmed what we already knew, which is she likes to show her ass because she knows there's a definitely a group of folks out there that are, that are going to look. And what was sad to me in all of that was then she also admits that they have a lot of difficulty getting um, any kind of legit sponsorship. Sounds like most of their money is made based on YouTube views or something. Like, I, yeah, I, the, I, I was pretty sure that she did. Yeah, some kind of YouTube yeah, channel or something. Yeah, yeah, she has a YouTube channel, yeah. and um, the more like views, clicks, and likes you get, I think it's views mostly. Like the more you get, the more they can sell your ad space for. Right. So the more revenue you make off of it. I know some people. Not I don't really know them, but I know of people who make like, I'm like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year off this right. stuff because they get millions and millions and millions of views each view they do or each video they do. So it it like compounds and and you know they talked about it, but it was really kind of weird. They're talking about like. Like, oh, we understand this is a ticking time bomb. He's like, at some point, she's not going to look like this anymore. Right. Well, you know, I was I was watching some <clears throat> instructional videos uh, in preparation for a trip that I'm I'm going to be taking here in the future, um, and there it was. There was there was a dar sizzle, <laughs> and it was. From 2017, that she was, it was her first time doing fly fly casting, and it was with a guy down out of uh, Naples. And just watching that video for like five minutes, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Inept, unskilled. And just dense because she just didn't grasp anything, didn't seem to be interested in grasping it. And I was juxtaposing that against what I recall from her her discussion with April. And it was like, yeah, I've never done fly fishing before. I should try it. And April's like, you know, well, you guys like to travel. You should, you know, go up. The, and they're like, yeah, we should go up the East Coast. And do And I'm like, now that I had heard the podcast and it was like almost like an I've never done it before. And then I find a video from two years ago where clearly you have tried it. It didn't work. So 
I'm just confused now more than anything. It's well, like, you know, is it is it that fly fishing doesn't present the same opportunity to bend over the gunnel and land a fish with your hoo-ha hanging out? I mean, I'm not sure. I think that could be part of it. I think also, like, I think he kind of said it, and I, I could misquote him a little bit, but he basically, like, not so much about the content because of... And it was weird. They They almost tried to paint it, like shame the people for watching these videos because that's what like you're just after a like a butt shot right but we're gonna cash in on you because you're doing it anyways right and it kind of he kind of made some comment about well like we try to have nice content but really at the end of the day it's can we get this shot that's like appealing without being too racy and blah 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 right yeah so i just that that kind of stuff to me it feels it it makes me feel like People think you're dumb. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. look, biggest fish ever caught by some chick. Right. And you're like, oh, she's in a bikini and it's not the biggest fish ever caught. <laughs> yeah, Prob- it's, probably. It's I mean, clickbait. Yeah. And you it's know. like, uh, yeah. And, and he even went into talking about thumbnails. Eh, yeah. We've done some racy thumbnails. Thumbnail, thumbnail, thumbnail. Yeah. It's like, it, and, and Darcy tries to be instructional and, you know, she, and, his one of his biggest things to justify was the two boats that she has that are titled in her name. Th- those are her boats. I'm like, does that fucking matter? Well, like, all uh, that is is if you title that whole company like to her, you can get depend. There's like a, a bunch of fun little tax credits for like a female owned company because they consider that as like owned by like a minority. Okay. And then depending on what part of the city you're in, if it's like a poor area, you get hub credits for like helping this community's economy. So by like, but it's really like told me is like, no, we're going to try to take advantage of every tax credit and write off. We can, if she owns it, she does this, she gets all these credits and dividends for it. So, Huh. I, I really don't know what there is more to talk about that episode other than it was it was creepy and weird the way the boyfriend slash manager got involved and <laughs> talked and I certainly didn't end the podcast thinking man I should give her another look um, so I didn't even like Google her on YouTube after it. <laughs> My my opinion is two thumbs down. Yeah. Um. And and I, you know, April, if if you happen to you know, be talking to Martin and Martin says you should listen to this because he sent us stickers and you're still listening at this point and you hear us talking about your podcast. Between Darcizzle and your most recent, not recent, second most recent podcast. Which I have not listened to is the Salt Strong Bozos. Um, I did listen to that like, one. Are, are, is is this part of the April becoming part of Meat Eaters that they're telling her she has to start has going to, to uh, getting some of well, these? Well, uh, some of these more conventional. I didn't type. think about that because I'm like, I know, will. This is say, like so like, uncharacteristic. Like it's like, and, and I almost felt like. April was like kind of lost with the Darcy thing. Like, it's like almost like, why are you doing this? Like, you really don't have anything to talk to her about. Yeah, 
because once you, once you covered the whole bikini thing, it was like, and uh, like, hey, it was all right, nice, we're gonna wrap. Nice yeah, we're gonna wrap this up. Yep. Yeah, and, and I don't know what happened with the salt strong thing because I, honestly, I'll never listen to that one. Well, so hey. I listened to it because I'm like, why is she interviewing this guy? Right. Um. Really, like, and, and it could be because he's gonna say. Hey, check out the podcast where I'm with April Vokey, and it's like right. cross pollination. Oh, yeah. It helps yeah. her, it helps him. I well, get that. And I guess, and I didn't realize this, I guess when they first started, they were hitting up like a bunch of fishing celebrities. Like, will you do this? I forget what it was, some kind of video with us. And and she was one of like a few people that was like, yeah, sure, why not? And like took a photo with them, maybe like, maybe like with a wig or something. And they were like, so they'd kind of like emailed back and forth like in the last, I didn't realize they'd been doing it for like six years. Really? Yeah. But it was like they tried, he was talking about how their whole idea was they were going to start these like blogs and sell like ad space. So like they're helpful like hints you can go like that they spam mail you with basically. Um, originally that was all designed to be able to spell ad space. And then when they got up to like 500,000 clicks, they tried to go sell to all these companies that we, you know, they kind of the, big thing that was like we've messed up was guys like yeah i'll give you like 500 bucks a month for that those amount of clicks and they're like we've busted our butt for like six months with no pay to get enough money to not even keep the power on in our shop and like they had like they had owned some like insurance brokering firm and they they sold it and they he said you know we had enough money to basically pay ourselves for two years and he talked it was a lot more like business logistics and he's like so then we got into apparel and he said, you know, that was kind of a weird market where you have tons of inventory here, tons there. And then they wound up figuring out that this, he said, basically through people saying, well, can I just pay you to give me like spots? And so then he's like, but we kind of want to educate. It's, he goes, it's not spots so much as trends. Like these certain things add up to equate why this spot equals X during this time of the year versus this time of the year. And so they started selling subscriptions to access that service on top of like the little free stuff they offer. It's so weird. Like, so you can buy like a clown face mask, face mask from them. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Uh-huh. Seen those ads? Yeah. Yeah. Like the who rag ones yeah. type deal. Yeah. It's a big wide brim hat. Yeah. Fishing spots or. Well, so here's the so, face. So. Are, are they the ones video. behind the SA hats? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, them? That's yeah. Salt Strong? Yeah, I think oh, so. Oh, no, that's no, no, no. Salt Armor. Salt okay, it's not Salt Armor. It's, okay. But they also, uh, they've also got this other little thing called Fish Strong. And it was, they realized, it was like another guy who had, I forget what he was doing, some weird little thing, but they realized like it would drive traffic traffic would get driven to him versus them based off something. So they bought him out just for the name. And then, but here's the crazy part about that podcast. It's just that, that company is just marketing. No, it is. And for them or anybody else, they have the subscription is a hundred dollars a year and they have 8,000 people currently for, for like the we'll give you the hot spots hot the spots. techniques like this the insider club that's eight hundred thousand dollars to write a, a year 
to give a tip a week, like or a spot. Uh, so instead of putting in the hard work, you're just willing. Well, to and so spend that's the thing. So hundred dollars to either. Then. Well, and here's the weird <laughs> thing about it. So they basically he equated it to we're in the memory making business. The whole goal was if you know we've got kids. Uh, yeah, hang on, we're getting there. Um, <laughs> we've got kids who are spending time on Xboxes and not seeing the world around them and. Our best memories were with our grandpa at his like what? fish camp in Daytona. So oh, if we can here. get more people on the well, no, they're not. They're from they're from your neck of the woods in the West Coast. Um, if we can get more people on the water and create more memories, the world's going to be a better place. Is how he marketed that. So jumping forward, so this like insider club. What was their last name? Simons. Um, Timmons. Simons. Uh. Um, <laughs> Think about what fish. Full, full disclosure caveat: I have been a member of this group. Um, year when I first got into. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Don't <laughs> oh, stone me, Mark. So because when I first got into fishing three years ago, ben, we Ben's dirty past. Ben's dirty past, <laughs> laying it all out. Spook days. Mm-hmm. Um, someone's like, you need to join this, and they there was some weird promo. It was like twenty bucks, and I was like, I'll take a risk on this for twenty bucks. Dude, the amount of spam emails that I still get to this day, every week, do this, do that. When my subscription lap, lapsed, like w- a couple days before, do the, they send? Do they send emails that are like, "Hey, motherfucker, we know you're not catching fish now. You better re up." <laughs> no, they were like, "You are, need us." They're like, "Well, it's it's this whole. I mean, like, when's can, the last time you've caught a snook from the second story balcony? Third, she? third story, <laughs> and they talked about that on the podcast too. Um, nah, they did." It, it it came up. Um, so hopefully she was like, um, no, she's she's too gracious to do that to someone who's like on her show. Okay, but at least from what I've been able to deduce, she's like, nice gimmick. Well, and he said because we were we were in a business meeting with Tony, our one of our like pro team guys who fishes in Lagoon a lot. And he, they pro team. They hot spot a lot. And so he's like, we were talking to him, and he's like, we saw two snook, and I was like, we got to call you back. We got to go. He's like, and the first cast I missed, the second cast he hit, and then we had it hooked, and I was like, now what? So they sent Will, the intern, down and dropped him the rod, and, like, he held on to it till they, like, ran down and landed it. But <laughs> he was talking about how an eye cast, he's, this age guy came up, he was like, you balcony fish man, and, like, takes a picture with him and walks off. Like, he's, that's all he said. So, yeah, it's very gimmicky, but what I found, like, so once you join, you get access to, like, the Facebook insider group. So it's, it's and this is where like fishing Scientology. Fishing Scientology. Actually, I like that. <laughs> you have to, you have to um, keep paying. Mm-hmm. Right. So. To achieve the Now, the one spots. thing they haven't done, and someone's going to someone's gonna call me you, out. Do you want to level up? No. No, <laughs> I'm actually trying to level, level up, down. You need to get the exclusive second tier. Well, here's how you level up. You just go out and fish. <laughs> and what I learned from him is like, A, kind of how to read Google Maps if you're trying to fish a new area. B, structure, water, like little little things that can equate to like helping you know, like I just got to this area. I've never fished here before. Where should I try to catch these fish? Like where do I look? What now? kind of goes a little out the window when you say, okay, sight fishing is way more fun than blind casting into these potholes and hoping I hook something. So that's like where I definitely lost interest in that was when I started sight casting and then fly fishing like 
and they no no joke they have an article how to fly fish with a spinning rod and what yeah yeah yeah. i'll i'll go find it (laughs) it's be they're like we all know it's like you you've seen your buddies do it you want to throw flies for fish but you can't afford the gear so here's how and it basically turned into take a clear bubble bobber tie it like four feet up your thing and that will provide enough weight to get a fly to throw on a spinning rod now you still have a bubble bobber <laughs> four feet above your fly or wherever you put it because they're like explain well the reason you can't throw a fly on a conventional gear is because it's so light and you know conventional tackle the weight of the lure is what throws out and the line drags and fly fishing the line is what carries your weight which i was like cool accurate so but like <laughs> I saw this one. I was like, you got to be kidding. Like, you got to be really grasping for straws to like, so we got to create a like new weekly content. A lot of that. stuff you could just look up yourself. Re, just read. A lot of stuff it. you're like, like, like you think like your grandpa's on a workbench. And you're like, oh, I want to fly fish, but it's expensive. And you like, you go visit him at the end of the summer, three months later. He's like, hey, I've, I've come up with an idea. If we take this bubble bob, I've been trying it. <laughs> we can tie, you know, you know what I'm saying? Cool. Grandpa's awesome, but I wouldn't sell grandpa's. Like, I would be pissed if I was. Like, I mean, just I the whole like fish. spot thing. Well, There's and the so that's where the sportsman forum. Well, that's what I want to get to. Hot spot maps. Yeah. 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 But here's the problem. So the whole goal of this bucks. insider thing is to Done give deal. you the tips to learn how to do this yourself. But like and any instructional article from the all last you like ever see, years, yeah. But all you ever see on the Facebook page is, "Hey, I'm going here. Where should I fish? Drop me some pins." And idiots just do it. No, I'm like, you got to be <laughs> kidding me. And like they were in like a, they do like meetups, and they're like one guy. We'll keep his name off the air. <laughs> sets up where like they're gonna meet, and like, do we want to fish here or here? And, like, you can vote, and whichever one gets the most votes, that's where they'll do the meetup. I was like, I always vote for whatever's not in Brevard County <laughs> or the Lagoon. <laughs> and finally it caught up, and it was like, first off, the first year they did it in the Lagoon, it was during, like, a third... You remember, like, a year ago we had that storm that rolled through, and, like, it was, like, 30 knots for, like, four days? It was, like, whipping. Like, it was, like, 20 and then gusts of 30, small craft advisories all over the Lagoon. Those goons came out and fished in kayaks and paddle boards in that. And, like, people got blown to the other side of the lagoon. And so fast forward, they're like, yeah, we're doing a lagoon meetup. I think it was, like, June 1st. Or they said something like, yeah, we're having a meetup. I said, so Mr. was like, where's it at? They're like, Mosquito Lagoon right here, June 1st. I was like, cool. I'm going to fish about an hour south. And one dude's like, why? I was like, because you all are clowns. Like... (laughs) You, I've seen like you run. I've seen unsafe practice. Not all of you, but some of you shouldn't own a boat, or like <laughs> should have safety. Like should have paid way more attention during your safety class. You no, know, they pay a couple more bucks. Maybe they'll get the safety class. It, add on. It's, <laughs> it's it's interesting. So that's my thoughts on Salt Strong. <laughs> <laughs> How do you really feel? You, you know they have a song too, and they a don't. music video. I have they seen the don't. music video. Oh, oh dude, I swear. This is so oh yeah, we'll go, no, we'll Google it. It's pretty. Cool. It's. I quit what is it called? It's some dude playing a guitar like on railroad trusses, and then like bunch of just bunches of like, like 
fish porn videos, like people like catching snook and this and that and running skiffs and oh, Lord you know what it's like? It's It's a lot like. It's an like if Hell's Bay got Jimmy Buffett to be a spokesperson, and they followed like a a skiff around and like threw <laughs> stuff while Jimmy Buffett's just like playing his guitar, uh, but it's like low key Jimmy Buffett, like <laughs> low budget, not, low budget, like knockoff Jimmy Buffett, right. fishing Jimmy budget in our soul. <laughs> That's it. That's so it. it's it's Jimmy Buffett in the Eldoras. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like not not a good Hell's Base gift, not a real one. Mm-hmm. Like the the knockoff one, like this the what, cheap version. What are they? Uh, the, yeah. So yeah. so when I when I saw the new Outlaw, um, the side console, mm-hmm. I was looking at it and I was reminded that for five thousand dollars more than the newest Hell's Bay, you could have a fully finished side console boat mm-hmm. like a real boat with, with mm. real hatches and re- like mm-hmm. real gas tanks yeah carbon, real fuel cell epoxy that's yeah, epa like cell. approved it's red <laughs> it's not red plastic yeah and, i mean kick plastic you, buddy. well exactly you kick it right up underneath the kick it, right, I was gonna say, yeah. kick it right up under the deck you bring up new boats and jimmy buffett did you see his new Freeman? Merritt Freeman. <laughs> no, oh, I don't. Did he? The last mango, a 42. It's a oh. yeah, 42 LR Freeman yeah. with a Merritt house. So it's got like this yeah. sexy Merritt house. <laughs> I'll, I'll Google it. It's, it's a huge waste. It's nice, but it's a, what a waste of money. I mean, he has it. Well, yeah. he's got the yeah. money to waste. <laughs> yeah. Thinks yeah. have a huge retirement income from retirees. <laughs> Dude. So um, one of the other things that um, I did want to mention in Charleston, not next weekend, we'll mm-hmm. be there next weekend, but October 4th, 2019, mm-hmm. Taylor's Ball. Ooh. Is it an invitational? It, it is all. Yeah. All invited. All invited. Oh, it's inclusive. Like <laughs> it's it's yeah. an inclusive, inclusive deal. You know what that means. So mm-hmm. let me kick out an idea to you guys. So and for the people like me, Carl, that's did, only like <laughs> like two months away tops. Right. So Carl, you didn't go last year. You had no. something crop up. The hotel where I stayed last year. Yeah. Um. They have. A room that we could potentially look at renting. I was wondering, do you guys think it might be a fun idea if we did like a happy hour at the hotel? Oh, like a prior to little room type. Yeah. Okay. And then everybody can come, kind of pre-party, hang out there, and then. Fucking get the Uber parade come through the hotel. <laughs> I love the Uber and then we parade. just go across the bridge to the to the event and where any venue It's this it's uh what is the All American, right? Yeah. Royal American. Royal American. That's right. Royal same, American. So same as last same year. Same as last year. So anyway, if I think, uh, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Gonna, I'm gonna poke Poke yeah. around and see what the cost would be mm-hmm. to reserve that room and, and, and maybe do just like, you know, kind of a light hors d'oeuvre kind of, mm-hmm. you know, get your base yeah. so that, you know, when you drink right. your face off over at the flood tide event, maybe we can make it past 10 o'clock. 
make it past 10 and maybe like not wind up at voodoo yeah i didn't do <gasps> voodoo last year you're you're fine <laughs> <laughs> we went to uh, what, what was the place? It Jeans Hofbra, the yeah. Waffle Hofbra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Waffle Hofbra. Mm-hmm. So it was real good till <laughs> till Mister Puckett threw out a suggestion and said, "Yeah, there's a bar across the street called Voodoo. They got a, a flaming cocktail called a volcano. There was <laughs> lots of flaming stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Did you guys see that uh, Mister Puckett got a new uh, new canine in the? I did. Willie yeah. Nelson. Willie Nelson. Yeah. Little Frenchie. Little Willie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was not prepared for that. Well, um, I have reviewed my notes. and Let me look uh, at mine real quick. Other than uh, what I've already talked about, I don't see anything else no. on my notes. Mm. Um, thanks to everybody that has uh, purchased Meth Lab stickers thus mm-hmm. far there's still plenty available um two for five bucks pretty good deal and um uh, i have two real quick though all right go for it uh i think he listens to the show trout wrangler is on his honeymoon with his wife and he got her her first brook trout while on their honeymoon so congrats on that just not real like discussion worthy but hey, shout out to a listener mm-hmm. shout out to a listener um, we came up with an, uh, a new organization for you today, um, considering you had some uh, problems with the Titusville Marina being dirty, mm-hmm. um, and just the good work, the Lord's work you do <laughs> at, the, at the boatyard. Um, the crackheads for clean water, captains for clean marinas. <laughs> they already have they already have like these clean marina certificate things that hang on the wall, and it, there was one there. I think it has something to do with like dumping diesel in the in the probably, water or whatever. but it was it, you look up and there's like a pelican, dude, gray water. Sunset. When we when we <laughs> drove like through to get back today, ball. I was like, God, it stinks in here. It smelled like something like someone had like filleted a fish and laid it on the hot concrete. <laughs> the whole world, yeah, it was Carl. But uh, we were thinking you could do five hundred one c three. People can just pay captains you for clean marinas mm-hmm. to raise awareness to like of just keep your marinas what clean. Goes down, yeah. Ugh. This one's dirty. Titusville, that's a special <laughs> place, man. That that municipal marina, there's a lot of like sailboats with no masts and like grass oh, yeah. on them. And Those stuff. are called motor yachts. No, I mean no. like they should have masts, but they don't anymore. Yeah, <laughs> they have like they a were lot the of, derelict ones, and I think and they, they just tugged them in there and like, tug them in there. So weird. So and leave them. I want to say, before, really? I think people live on. I know there's one that a, well, I guess you can't call him a homeless vet. Now he's got. But it was a derelict vessel. Yeah. The mass fell off. Guy didn't want it anymore. Offered it to a homeless vet. Homeless vet lives on it and has AC. Dude. <laughs> Living on that. shore that's, power, that's baby. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh. I thought most of those marinas had like a rule that like oh that you, you can't stay uh, over a certain amount yeah. of time. Titus was uh, it very loose. Uh, well, then there's certain rules too. If you have a mooring ball, it's kind of free game. You can sit just outside. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there is a nice field. trawler out there. There's a couple. Yeah. Um, I had something that was transitioning into, but I don't remember, so I'm good. 
Well, I would say that uh, we have definitely done a solid job on episode 31. We're going to wrap it up and uh, call it an end to this rainy weekend we've been having. We'll catch you guys on the next one. I know it's been coming for some time When it's over so they'll say It'll rain a Sunday I know Shining down like water
Amen. Amen.